Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Todd Glass Show is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. Misfit Toys. I wanted to say hi. How are you? You doing okay? You are? Wee! Ah, oh, how are you? You good? Hey, so I didn't forget, I wanted to say I had a great time at Comedy on State. And so many podcast people, a lot, and a lot of people that really had an appreciation for the band, which always means the world to me because I love it. It's, I mean, I've been doing stand-up a long time and I still do stand-up without the band sometimes, but it is my favorite way to do it. And this was a great band. It was a, a Alec White trio <laughs> and um, Cam... Gavinsky came with me from Los Angeles. We flew together, and it was so much fun. You know, it, it's fun traveling with someone you really get along with, that you're comfortable talking, you're comfortable not talking. Just certain people are just easy to be around, and that's what Cam was. He doesn't even listen to the podcast, so he'll never hear this. I don't want him to hear it. Then he'll be uncomfortable. Um, but he was truly great. He was on the keyboard and iPad, and then uh, Alec White was on vocals and guitar and... And then Lane, Lane Kissling was on drums, and he was just the best, too. The band was tight as fuck. They were really great, and it was so much fun. And it was just a really, really great week. And so many comedians that we hung out with. It was uh, real pleasurable. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you happy, Alec? You fuck. So there's that... Um, and uh, today's show is uh, Caleb Sion, and he was a lot of fun and uh, a lot of good conversation, real lot of good conversation, and some bits and bits and bits and bits and bits. So there's not that much, you know? So I hope you enjoy the show. Is there anybody else I need to give a shout out to? 
A lot of Vinny stuff. If Vinny listens to this show in public, I mean, we might have been doing bits before, but you, br- Vinny, all I'm recommending, and this is seriously what was recommended to me by Aristotle. He said, take a, a hefty trash bag, cut holes in it, dip your legs, through, you know, put your leg in each hole, then take a belt, tie it around your waist. That way, if you're walking around, you got, it's not like a diaper, you know. I know you tried the diaper. Vinny told me he tried a diaper, and it just started coming out everywhere. This this Aristotle idea is great for you. So, hope you enjoy. Everybody else, what are you going through? What do you need strength for? Do you know I love you? I adore you. And I don't care we never met. Literally. You don't believe in energy? We've met. Even if you thought about writing me an email... So many times and you never did. I I know you're there too. How's that? That make you relax? But I don't mind when you write emails. You know, it's what I do every morning. Um, I read them while I'm having my coffee. And then if there's, you know, more, I'll read them on the treadmill. So it's a relaxing part of my day. Oh, by the way, if you do write me an email, the shorter the better. But don't be afraid to express yourself. But shorter, the cleaner, the better. Um, that's it. But if you're going through sobriety, I got your back. I mean, I'm proud of you. And I'm going to say what I've said before. You might have been on, got, been on sobriety, then fell off the wagon and then been on and fell off the wagon. And you might think that maybe people, your family, your close friends have given up on you. They haven't. They haven't. I'm telling you, they haven't. So... I'm so fucking proud of you if that's what you're doing. I really am. I'm so proud of you. If I was in front of you right now, I would, I'd clean my hands first with a hot towel. Then I'd put some alcohol on them. Then I'd clean them again. And then I'd mush your fucking face. Okay? By the way, there's so many cute dog videos on TikTok. I'm overwhelmed. So... We now join the Todd Glass Show, already in progress, talking about what we talk about every week. This is what I do every week before the show. I'm so nervous that I'm not going to record the show. Is there, Aristotle, is there ever going to be a time where you're back here every week? Boy, would that be nice. Sometimes I wish I had a terminal disease, because then I could tell you and you'd feel so bad. You, right, let's not joke around. Um, okay, so we now join the Todd Glass Show already in progress, talking about what we talk about every week. You know, here it is. I don't care if I make a mistake again. I said to myself, I go, I don't care that if I don't record a show, if it's a new thing, a new problem, but I can't keep not recording shows when it's something I could have prevented. Yeah. So now I start every show and I, now I see it's running. Right, right, right. And then it says, check recording levels. Aristotle wrote that for me. Check Zoom recorder. There's the Zoom recorder. I checked it. Recording levels are high. I explain every week. We don't have headsets, but we will when we finish it up. Now I just, the headsets, they kept getting disconnected. I go, well, I'll put it through the house. So we are running through the house, but let me not put it, let's not put it too much in the house because then we start having, we start performing. Right, yeah. Does that make sense? Well, I do that even when I just have the headphones. I'll be like, I'll hear my voice. And I'm like, oh. This is, let me tell you something. 
Caleb, this is very interesting because when I don't have my head, I didn't want to wear the headsets. I thought, am I going to change the tone of my voice? You know, it's not like if, I, you know what I mean? Like, do I, when I have my headsets on, do I toughen it up a little? That's the, <laughs> the only way I know how to say it. Like, you know, it's like, you know, do I, do I, do I hear the tone in my voice? Because people do that. You know, you're, we're probably all affected in ways we don't even know. Yeah. So I thought, if that's what I do, I'd rather not wear the headsets and talk the way I talk when I'm hanging out. I'm not aware of it because I'm not listening to it in my ears. Yeah. I question my laugh. Yes. I'll be like, I laugh like that. I want to, because I want to, when I hear my voice, I remember those DJs I used to like when I was a kid would be like, yeah, one more from Pink Floyd right. coming up. Uh, and you put the headsets on, you start going, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so I was done. I thought, no headsets. I'll talk like I talk. Mm -hmm. I don't need to hear it. But Rory Scovel, that pile of shit. <laughs> a pile of shit. Shit. He's a pile of shit. <laughs> I should walk out of here right now even before I start the show. You know what? I'm leaving. I think I'm leaving. I mean, I, you got really mad. I feel like you were fret. I mean, you didn't even explain what it was, but I, I mean, I was... I don't know why you gotta... What is that? Just alone at your house? I don't... This is not... I just gotta sit here and wonder what happened with you and Rory? I don't even think you're... I don't think that car is even street legal, Todd. The wheels aren't moving. There's only two... There's cement blocks where the wheels are. That car... I don't think that car's moved in 30... That's... That's the truck from Andy Griffith. I don't... You're not going down. Ty, come back. It's the, we just, I gotta promote my album. Don't get out of your, oh, And let on. me tell you something, Aaron. This is the cold opening. That's what's crazy about this show. I never even, I started it thinking I was gonna, you know, then cut it out. But a lot of times I go, don't. So you're doing a great job. I'm gonna set the stage. That was great. But you know what, during that bit, what I was thinking, who am I mad at? Like, why am I leaving Rory Scovel? I just brought up his name. Usually I get mad at one of you guys. Like, they'll make fun of me, and I'll go, oh, I don't like being made fun of, and I start the car. I don't know what was going on in that bit, but I was having so well, much you got fun. so mad at Rory, you couldn't, you knew, you didn't want me to see you like this. You, that, you're like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Caleb, this is... Caleb, if I wasn't so lazy, <laughs> seriously, and it's embarrassing, I'd come over there and hug you. Because exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly what you just oh, yeah. said. You, you know got the bit. Yeah, people. Fuck get, Rory Scovel. They get he mad. Get they start bit. crying, and, and you're like, "Oh." No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caleb. You know what's gonna be really funny is if yes. you and Rory ever actually have, if you're ever actually mad at him, it'll be impossible to to relate to anybody. I am 100 percent positive that I will be Rory's dear friend till the day I'm not here anymore. I am. You too. know, you know it. People, what's amazing about people is that people can be very predictable, predictable, predictable. Yeah. With all their problems. I know people uh, that, that I'm not saying everyone that is, that you can deal with in your life and you can deal with them. Some of them even deal with some major issues. But there's, a, there's something about them that's easy to be their friend and you stay friends forever. It yeah. doesn't mean they're faultless. It doesn't mean you're fault. But it just means whatever it is, you seem to have a... A, a, an effortless friendship most of the time always if, if, if not always like Steve Finearts and I 
we've never gotten into just anything but love or bad words. Me and you. Yeah. Like, we've never had... You know what I mean? It's just all good. Yeah, yeah. And then that usually lasts forever. Yeah, it's, I'm always blown away by people who will be like... Because I have friends, and they have friends that aren't me, and they'll tell me about them. They'll be like, ah, I'm really mad at my friend from Nashville. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I don't even... I think I've been mad at a friend one time, like 15... You know what I mean? Like, where people are just like, ah, oh, we got into it the other night. We haven't talked, and I'm like, "What are you? How are you living your life? Where was it? The old west? You're mad at a friend? My listeners, we got morons. (laughs) No, Aaron told me years ago. Yeah, and then they're also like, "Yeah," and I'm mad at my dad too, and my boss, and I'm and I'm just like, "What are you? Sounds like you're getting mad at a lot of people. I don't really have. uh, Sounds like you need a little bit of uh, a hot washcloth. (laughs) Yeah, let me explain. And I don't want to toot my own horn about a great show, but you understand. (laughs) And then we're gonna start. You know what a cold opening is. Yeah, yeah. You, are you aware you're part of one right now? Yeah, this is like when James Bond is uh, his first chase. Exactly. <laughs> I, I killed a fly, but it also was appropriate for oh, you. Oh, is it really a fly? No. Oh. <laughs> what am I, Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, baby! I'm hot as ever, you fucks. Every fucking one of you can suck it. My jokes are sharp, witty, and I know Vinny right now. I love to imagine Vinny listens to the podcast. Truth. That's my new to George Carlin. And I know what will make him laugh. And I know that just gave him a real ba-ba-ba-boom. <laughs> and then this makes him laugh harder. Oh, Vinny, you think you can handle it? I picture him walking down the street listening to it. And then all of a sudden, we're directly talking to him, and he's high. <laughs> and I know he listens to the show high, walking home from work. He goes, you know what I do? I get high, walk home from work, and I really just enjoy the podcast. Right now, he's listening. Truth. So I can take it and go, ba-ba-ba-ba-boom, ba-ba-ba-zingy to Vinny. Hey, and I know that uh, Dennis Miller listens to the podcast, so I, oh. we always want to give him a little fun. Why do they call it Dennis Miller? <laughs> wow. This is more self-referential than Dennis Miller listening to the Todd Glass show on his way to the first track on the South by Southwest. On the Paper beauty. <laughs> Dennis Miller. I thought you said Jerry Seinfeld, and I was I went why? But oh. I meant to say so. Cold open. Douglas. Cold opening fades in. It's like there's a little truth, and truth to that meaning that's to George Carlin. I'm not going to keep saying it from now on. We just shortened it up to truth for reasons I don't need to get into. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so truth. They're, they're listening, and then you know. And, you know, we turn on the mics, and but we set the scene, and then out of nowhere, the theme comes in. Now, we're not ready for that. But people wonder, what do you do before the show? Before we would just, we would start. We're right now, in about two minutes, we go, all right, well, let's get the show started, because we'd be talking, we'd be, boy, wait, we, we need to start. Now I let it, uh, let it, let the mics open. People, but if some people, they go, I don't like it, it's too, too, it's, you know, it's too loose. I go, oh, I tell them right up front. Oh, today the show starts 48 minutes in, or 22 minutes in. Tonight it'll be more like, up front, I'll that's go how good the cold open is. That's how and everybody is trying to do that, and they're stealing it from they're you. Stealing even it from news, me. it'll be the New York Times podcast, and they got a little cold oh. open. The people that can't riff to save their life, and they'll be like, "What is that? A new tie?" And then the theme song plays, and I go, "That was y'all thought that was a riff cold open, right? What was that? No, that you're you oh, get you it. You guys are so loose you over get, at the New York Times right, podcast. We do. Oh, let me drink to that. <laughs> No, seriously, and I don't drink to that. Take that, things. Michael Barbaro, you stiff you pile shit. of shit. We're edgy. <laughs> Suck it. We're having new jingles made. Did you hear about this? 
We have new jingle. Aaron Simon, Aaron. And let me introduce Aaron Simon. Did you find your song? I want to play it. I'll tell you why. So this is the cold opening. Aaron Simon is not normally at the board for the listening audience. We talked before that we started. This is all during the cold opening. And Aaron's sitting in on the board, and I love his energy, and I'm glad that he's here. And um, he's not doesn't normally do the board. I said, listen, you, if you don't find stuff, this is truth. I go, that's all right. I like, I like having you here. I like your energy. We'll play some drops. He's here. He seems nice. He seemed like a nice guy. Have we ever met? <laughs> so Aaron Simon's here. Now, Aaron, this is a true story. Truth. Don't, don't you? I love truth. Like because right away when I say it, don't you know? Oh, that's okay. He's not going to break that. Yeah. It gets all the bullshit out of the way. Is this a bit? Sometimes I want to know if it's a bit. I don't care. I'll still have a ball. If it's a bit, it's a bit. But it's not a bit. Because true story doesn't mean true story anymore. You got to say truth. Truth. Because you hear true story. If you ever doubt me, you have to say truth. And then I might forget to say it. But if I say something and you go, no, is he doing a bit or not? And you want to know? You just oh, go yeah. truth. And I go, I'll go, no. Oh, no, not truth. And then I'll jump right back into the yeah. bit. It doesn't ruin a bit. You know what it ruins? Remember your uncle used to uh, take your nose, and now you were too old, so you got to play along. If I know it's a bit, it's a bit. You know, you, you give it up. So I go truth, and you have to say no. All right, well then I'll jump back into the bit, but I want to know if it's true. Or I not. wasn't even a lot. My family was so strict, you know, that like no Santa and no TV and stuff. Uh, they told me when I was like one year old, they go, "No one has your nose. If anybody ever tries to take your nose, <laughs> there's no no childlike wonder is allowed in this house. You have your nose on your. You will feel much pain." Thank you. We have a piano player here tonight for you. You say things like that, boom, they give you a nice round of applause. I love it. Oh. Thank you, uh, Tim Lillis on Tim keyboards Lillis. tonight. Wow. Tim, that it's is so good to be here. All right, listen. So. So Aaron Simon's here. So Aaron Simon, this is the truth. Joe really was listening. I asked Aaron where you're from because he, you know, Aaron's story is years ago he wrote me an email saying, is there anything on the show that I could do? I listened to the show and I was like, you know, sort of like an intern on the show or something. I'm like, well, we could use some videos. I'm like, you know, talk to him. He showed up. He showed up with a potato. Which he used to smoke his pot out of. Really? Yeah. And I never knew you could do it out of, with a potato before. Uh, so uh, so anyway, but he would show up and you know, and then eventually he just you know, uh, uh, you know was was hanging out a lot and and Aaron was like you know we we just everybody was hanging out a lot Aaron me John Bram Wagner, you know you're, you're, and uh, then he uh, left the show because he said he was treated unfairly. <laughs> anyway, no, hold on, I I got a little lost, but I'm but I'm but I'm found just like Jesus. Yeah, um, was he lost? But uh, but um, uh, but uh, oh. So, so Joe McKenzie, who does all the music for the show, you know, we started learning about him. Like, where do you live? Like, you know, oh, okay, oh, cool. You, li- oh, Davis, I'm, I've been there once, you know. So Joe, so Joe writes, you know, Joe, you know, basically writes a musical, explaining his life. Well, of musicals. Wait, why is this so low? Oh. This is a true story, truth. When Aaron Simon plays his favorite podcast. Holy shit. Right? Man. He Picture sits him. comfortably Picture him. in the shade to hear Todd Glass. He told me he'd listen to our show on a hammock. In a hammock? Oh my god. I'm doing the carport. I'm like, are you shitting me? He felt shy to tell me. I'm like, ping pong, ping pong in the shade under the carport. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. I was so jealous. Wow. He's got a Subaru. Oh, my. Are you shit? I go, Aaron, are you lying to me? He goes, no. To George Carlin. Back then, that's what we said. Back then. Yeah. He's got it made under the carport. Carport. I mean, that was an abrupt ending. That commitment. Is that how we did it, or is it just cut off? That's okay. I just want to admit it because nothing says. When people hear a podcast, fades are everything. Abrupt edits say, oh, this day, this, this show isn't produced. But you know it's a good show if the person behind the board goes, excuse me, hear them in the background. You know, you know, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, that's my fault. Yeah, so what the, then you know it's a good show because they're taking, you know, they're, you know any of that. I don't, I, I'm very me? forgiving with the, the edit. You ever watch like old movies that they're editing with scissors and shit? You can see that like, Oh, he had a hat on, and he didn't have it, and then he yeah. had it back on. Like the continuity's all just to shit, and I don't mind. I think. Thank it's, you. I think it's well, fun. that's what I'm trying to do, and this is just the cold opening. Yeah, we edit. We don't edit the cold. We edit the shit out of the meat. Of Can the show. I? T- what? <laughs> the meat of the show gets the edit. It's not a cold open. It's cold. Thank you. You have, get it. We don't have all these hot edits. How do you get it so much? Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was in a hammock. Uh, listening to the show, that's when I figured out the vibe. You know that. So <laughs> this is gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like almost too excited. It's Bloody Mary, I'm I'm fucking hammered. I, I think that's what happened to me. <laughs> it's like so good. Oh, we made Bloody like, Marys. Woo! Aaron Simon, we all three of us had Bloody Marys. It's it's really it's like Bloody uh, Mary Tuesdays. Oh, it's the best. And no it's one ever, when you texted me that, I was like, I, you know, you, you joke around a lot texting, but I was like, I hope you really, I hope we really do no, Bloody no, Mary. No, no, I, I, I thought, because you know what? I bought a really good bottle of Bloody Mary mix. Like, I like purposely go, when I say it's good, it's more money. I don't know what that makes. It could be, but when it's, it's a nice label, and sometimes it is better. You know, you're somewhere and you're like, well, I don't know, should I spend $12 for it? And you're like, you get it. You're like, wow. That's a lazy, great yeah. Bloody Mary. But you got to up the mix. Hey, if you're doing a lot of stuff to it, you could probably just start out with V8 and you're going to add olives and all the, and, and avocado or whatever. And V8 sight. would be good, I think. Yeah. But I don't want to sometimes add a lot, even though. Right. I will add a little bit, but I just want I want a bottle. It makes it easy. Tonight, these things are good, aren't they're, they? They're so good. And a little slice of lemon in there. I, I mean, put a lot. Let a... me tell you, I put a big chunk of lemon in there. Yeah. I'm really, I put a lot of lemon in there. You know what I really love is the heavy glass. I mean, this right? glass I, is like. Can I tell you something? Eight pounds. I don't care. I didn't think I did until. I like that every when someone has a, 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 a cares about the presentation of something. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not a an ever an elitist thing. It doesn't have to be. It's just that there's something you care about. And I didn't really put thought into this, but once my friend Andrea, her husband Dane, goes, he goes. I always like a heavy glass. And oh, I'm yeah. like, and then when he brought it to me, I'm like, I really like these glasses. They make it feel like something. And he goes, I always prefer a heavy glass for a drink. And you know what? So I started buying heavy glasses. For oh, a drink yeah. of water or something like that, you don't care. Water. Sorry the way I say it. <laughs> you know what else I like? is a heavy bowl. Like, you could eat Lucky Charms out of a heavy bowl, and you're like, mm-hmm. Can I tell you yeah. something? You're going to think is... I'm lying. If I go get the bowl that I eat cereal out of, you're going to know I'm on the same page as you. So will you? can you keep around the fort? I'll run the fort. And I'm going to be right back. Uh, truth. Oh, Tad's going to go get a heavy bowl. Truth. Like, you're going to love like this bowl. Uh, I can't yeah. wait. Now, and then we come back. This I hope is, it's This 15... is in the cold opening. This is crazy. If you're not sitting home going, honey, <laughs> the Todd Glass show is back. Why? Why do you say that? Uh, because. 
like, no shit. Like, he's doing the show, and then, and then, and then Caleb started talking about a bowl. <laughs> in the house and oh man, the bowl. And you know, when I bring the bowl back, you're gonna know. I, you're gonna know we're on the same fucking page. I didn't truth. By the way, I re- I might be doing it over the top. Over the top truth. When I drink cereal, when I eat cereal out of the bowl, I'm about to show you. It is. It makes it better. Oh yeah. It's something. Yeah, I feel it's like something. a, a sultan What's eating. What's it have it? to be? It's something. It is something. It's and something. I love sure a heavy bowl. Oh, of course. You're not nervous. You think you think that heavy bowl riff was good? What do you hear when I do when you're gone? I'm gonna. I got some heavy riffs. Uh, now listen. I'm gonna I got talk some... about heavy uh, phones. A heavy. Yeah, Listen, I can riff good. Are you sure? I hey, riff I didn't good. Offend you, did I? You didn't did offend I, me. I, I know, could you riff while I'm going? Todd, you're a comedian. I have two podcasts myself. I I, I went to broadcasting right. I'm school. Sorry. That was an insult. That for was an year, insult. that's what my master's hey, was in. Can I give uh, you a suggestion? Walter Cronkite is one of my great uncle's oh, friends. And edit uh, that out. I can't have old references. Hey, hey and young uh, people don't know who the fuck Walter Cronkite is. Hey, one, they you say Burt Reynolds. They like Burt Reynolds is one of my uh, family friends. Okay, look. Uh, and Caleb, uh, when he did I insult you when I because I because of course you could. Of course, yeah. Hey, I, I was Can not I insulted. I liked that you were caring about your show uh, that much. Everything you do is perfect. Thank you. So can I give you a suggestion? Oh, if you take from it, you take from it. I'm not going to be around. A lot of times the comedians, uh, they'll talk about something they're annoyed at. Oh, this has really got my goat, you know? That tends to, or something that made you really, you just really enjoy. What's my beef? What's my beef? Exactly. Yes. That, there's a reference. All right, I'll be right no, back. don't worry. I'm going to silky good, smooth, good riffs. I'm man in the fort. The podcast is in good hands. And truth. I'm saying truth. This is the great part about I am going in to get him the bowl that I yeah. use. But in the meantime, we're back to, you know, a bit. So, all right, cool. You're good? I'm good. It's going to be Does great. Do you want me to freshen up your Bloody Mary? I'm kidding. Oh, uh, no, it's fine. Don't worry. The ratings are going to go up. What it's going to be good. Saying, what if I was in there so long? <laughs> what if I was in there so long eating a sandwich? Calmly at the table. It would be fine because I have I have so many pre-prepared riffs and right, I'm go so ahead. good at improv. Go ahead. And don't be nervous. And don't Aaron, worry. Help him out. Are you All nervous, right. Aaron? Oh my God, Aaron, are you nervous? No, no, not really. Oh, no, okay, Aaron's cool. no one's nervous. So help good vibes. It's up. good. Okay, I I that back. cold right, open. <clears throat> so uh, now that uh, we, uh, me and you, uh, we're, God. Um, so, uh, we're supposed to, since, uh, like two, like th- three or four minutes ago, uh, the, what is it? Uh, was it the bowl? Was it the glass? When I said the thing about the, um, uh, he brought up, he, he brought up the, uh, blood, the, when we were talking about Bloody Marys and I said, uh, we, um, I said something about a, a, what was it? The glass was, the well, the glass was heavy, and but he said when he picked it up, I knew that, for, man, was it uh, one of my drops? I, I don't. Uh, did, did my drops mess? Do you I up? seem nervous now? 
I I can't believe that I no. I okay he's got so anyway oh it was good we talked about uh good, Aaron? we were laughing so hard no, 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 that you, hold on hold, you, I'm being serious because I can tell you it, it was that good. I mean the energy that I was bouncing it. back and forth. weren't we saying I hope he needs three or four bowls and has to get a wagon because we were like yeah. we we need more of this I love it now, we started a podcast while you were gone back <laughs> during my podcast yeah. What's it called? Yes, that's the name. I'm li- oh, now listen. Back to the back to the truth. Come, can you stand up? Yeah. Not be so lazy. Meanwhile, I'm the lazy one. <laughs> Look at that bowl. Can you explain it to the audience? Sit down and please explain it to let them know why we should be so close to friends. I know you know that uh, he said truth and he's not exaggerating, but this is truth. I would wager five six pounds. This is like a solid. Uh, this feels more like a part to an airplane than a than a bowl. To and me. by the way, it's good with ravioli. Ravioli's in it, but you cereal don't. I put like it right. It's like the Liberty Bell. Thank you. There's a studio that audience here tonight. Oh, I'm really liking it. No, no, no. I would love to. No, the put... other people are talking about. It. You imagine putting a, a oh, slice the bowl. of pie? Oh, he's got a big bowl in a big ice cream. Look at that bowl. That is oh, that good. Is Everybody amazing. here knows. Look, you can hear everyone's talking about. Where were all oh, you bowl. when I was riffing? Where did you get that bowl? That's yeah, a nice bowl. Wow, nice bowl. Oh. Hey, well don't are you hitting on me? No. Listen, okay, now we start the sh- we got a little bit of controversy to to talk about. Oh, today. I love it. We're I love talking, controversy. Yeah, we're going to tap into uh, some things. Yeah. And then we're going to we're going to right now we're at 22 minutes and 14 seconds. Oh, that's good. I would say we're going to do 25 minutes on a issue related yeah. things and then we're gonna go bit- i'll go ahead and say it. i got new faces twice and a lot of people say that doesn't happen in montreal but you got uh, new faces twice yeah how what do you mean by that well my career went so bad after the first one that they said i was eligible to go again you... <laughs> so i mean how about a standing ovation for a good drop <laughs> how about a standing ovation for a good drop what are we fucking lazy if it was an orchestra we'd stand because he doesn't play the violin. Because yeah, I thought we were enamored with timing on the Todd Glass show. When somebody has timing, when it's like Rodney timing, and that's what that board can do. It's a great opportunity to sit and score this show, and your drops can be so fucking good that I don't think I'm 100% kidding when I stand up. I'm standing up because I just witnessed someone coming in right at the right time, boom, with a drop. That's what you do when you're listening to score the show. What I love about that drop is the first time it was used wasn't they weren't kidding. They did that and yeah, the, I'm sure it was Give like me a little the play more. Lincoln was watching or something and they were like Right. And then everyone in the crowd shit their pants. They were like, Whoa! Why? Ah! One they small archery across the United Funded. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything from... Uh, that sounded like Oklahoma. I tried, to, I tried to just have all cadence, oh! but no. Then times... Patriotic. <laughs> I don't care. Listen. Um, I want to talk about... <laughs> up to San Diego. Did we talk about that on the podcast yet? I don't think we were recording yet no. for those people. Uh, that Should we start a... the show? Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's start the show. What do you have for a new o- an opening? It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. Woo! Ah, it's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. Sorry, that was loud. I will. 
You know, Caleb signs on the Todd Glass Show. That's right, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. We're having a great time, but let's take a break. We'll be right back right after this. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Oh, man. That song was good. Did you? The part where I was saying? Yeah. I meant, by song, I meant you singing. No, thank you. Not the that guy. No, you did. He listens. Picture if you're listening. The guy lives in Albuquerque. <laughs> driving down the street. They're playing my song, mama. <laughs> and then you go... Any, it's I do love the song. Somebody that put a lot of good. time into That's that. That's a driving song too. Right? I loved it. He's can... boom ba boom ba boom ba. It's a parody to a song we were playing on the show. That's what even makes it better. What is it the parody to? Eric, um, you don't know. What good are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. That got me in a. Thank you. That's why it's a real show. We have segments. <laughs> right, let me take a deep breath. I want to... Okay. I, I think you're going to enjoy this first conversation. I can't wait. I don't know if I should get one out of the... One, I'll tell you two of them that are in competition which one I should start with. And then we're going to talk... I'm, I got my eye on the time. Yeah. I got my eye on the time. We're going to do this for 25 minutes, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to go go to the bathroom, and then we come back. It. It's going to be a silly festival in here. We're literally having a silly festival, I swear to God. I lo like carpool karaoke? Yes, we oh, have silly see, festival. Of course, you're going to pick a song you want to do. And I want you to do it. We're going to lower the lights. I don't want you to be nervous. We're, it's, 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 yes, it's, it's a silly show. It's a, whenever we do our extra special silly shows. So, of course, we're going to have karaoke. But we're gonna, <laughs> so, so, and we're going to, 25 minutes, we're going to just, just some stuff. I haven't done this in a while. And to tell you the truth, I'm anxious. And truth, I'm happy to talk about it with you. Not just talk about it. Yeah. I like when somebody has injecture, cares about the same things I care about from our conversations we have outside of this podcast. I'm enjoying talking about it with you. So, there we go. Do we play the opening? Oh, we're, so it's that the Matt, it's the Matt Damon thing, right? Right. Or a missing niche for an opportunity, a business that could make money. Hip, for lack of a better word, more uh, a, other comedy addicts that are in Bloomington, Indiana. 
Other it, addicts. That could be a business model oh, okay. for a missed niche. It might not be as big as a comedy club. I get it. Getting 150 people out five times a week, it's harder than you think. Yeah, yeah. But it's doable. And I think it's a business. Like, let me, let me, I'll put it out there because it's not just me complaining about clubs. But a long time ago, a friend, you know, Daniel Tosh said something about it. He goes, you know, even the best clubs, the good ones, the, the good ones, they're not so great either. It really meant a lot to me. It melted my heart because he's, I know what he means. Je not only, and I, I thank you. That's really thank funny. Thank you because it's so well That's said. Really funny. Because if you just go, you know, even the good ones. No, no, the good ones. And it's not picky. The standards are set so low mm -hmm. that if you pick on those, you look like a lunatic. That's why it when he said that, I was like, oh my God, I yeah, could have yeah. never said that. Because if you make fun of that club that's got a great reputation, or if you make. But so if it wasn't for the comedy attic in, in Bloomington, Indiana, I know it took him a while to get that thing going. It's harder to, to yeah. assemble 150 people with the standards, but it's doable. I do think it's doable, and it takes a little longer, so I'm not yeah. stupid. I'm not, no, when you open your doors and you're already marketing, a, but if it works there, so fuck it just doing it. A charity, it's not a charity. I think it's also a good business opportunity, a, a niche that does exist. It's a smaller niche, but you can make money, especially if you did it with the way I know how to open up a club, but with Jared's, yeah, yeah. Jared's taste in comedy and you book and eclect. That you, you mold these brilliant audiences, it can work in other markets. Of and course. why is it not? It's not me just complaining. What artistically, I wish somebody wrote about this. This not it's what makes it flabbergasting is that it could make money. Yeah. But artistically, to think that your city should you deserve it to at right, least have right. one place that that cultivates these might they have every comedian you'll love no but overwhelmingly you'll see what they're doing you will we'll, all we'll do is what jared 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 does in bloomington we're just training the audience that's what i'm talking about i'm not talking about it has to be a five million dollar club but with the specifics of on a scale from one to ten ten being the strictest with the audience i've said this before but i'm cleaning it up right here there are eights there are eights that's high there's a lot but he's a ten yeah. he's a ten it's, it's like the way he trains them is like, and it's harder, but he did it, and they're beautiful, and and I don't, if someone said, yeah, well, you can do that, but you can't make money doing that, and I think you can. What, that, that's the weirdest thing when people are like, hey, we're trying to make money. We got a, we got a, we got a burlesque show, we got Steve-O from Jackass, uh, we got a, we got this, and then you're just like, and then we have uh, the really racist comedy night uh, on Thursdays. <laughs> Uh, you got to make money. It's called Racist Comedy Night. And uh, you know what And else? you know what? For that, I'm trying to say this is like, not spiritually, but cleanly as I can. If that needs to exist, and that's a part. And by the way, I'm not saying that all clubs that aren't this are bad clubs. There's some really wonderful clubs that I have high praise for. But also, I don't owe it to, but I also at the end of that have to say this. But they're not, they're not, they're not Comedy Attic in right. Bloomington. They're not, not at that level, and you feel it. You know, I'm not crazy. It's If I thought, well, he does it, but does it really make a difference at the end of the day? Yes! Right, of course it does. Yes! It, does it mean every crowd's unbelievable? No, but the worst crowd is great. Right, I mean, and, and it's, it'd be like if with food, if somebody was like, you can't make money making good food in a restaurant, right? You know what I mean? It has to be bad. 
Like, it's just the weird logic of like, no, we got to make money. We can't do it. We can't do everything right and have it be a good club. Those lose money. People hate good clubs. Like that. That's of course it works if you do everything it, right. Of course, and it's all ambiance, and it doesn't even have to cost a lot of money. And I, like I said, and part of my business plan is being able to stay open three years. I'm, I'm, I, I would say this going into it. If I was trying to talk someone into doing this, into the math, I would go. None of us can want to draw money from this for at least three years. Yeah. We're at our best. We're hoping it'll just support itself, like right, and then have a nest egg. But you have to be able to put on great shows even when that week might have, you know, you're not trawling any money. You might have to put money in. But you have to do that for a while. You have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. It does. It takes a little longer when you're cultivating more, whatever you want to call those audiences. These eclectic, have an appreciation for the art, and they come out. And it's like it's like the 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 meltdown, those audiences. Come on. Let's not make pretend we don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. Those audiences, what were they? What were they? They made me want to be a better performer because yeah, they gave yeah. a shit. They sat there. They had such these beautiful people that they brought in every week that would overwhelmingly just be there with an appreciation. And, and, and I always gave 100%. And I valued their laughter because they were just these beautiful people. You know, I remember once Jim Gaffigan from the back of the room, he said it so – I remember he goes – in a good way, he goes – do they ever go to the bathroom? <laughs> Meaning they're just so into the show and no one's getting up. And it's like, what is, and, it, and um, maybe that's, you know, yeah. can you do that? Can you have that sort of thing all over? And I think the answer is yes. But what you said about when you want to have a million different shows, you have to brand yourself. You can't do that unless you have a style of comedy that you book and you're consistent with it. Because then people can come out when they don't know who they are. Right, Because yeah. they'll trust you if you need that. I'm not saying that's the business model for every club. I'm not. I'm saying I think there's a missing niche somewhere below there mm -hmm. that you can make money doing this. And again, the fact that it's bringing that art, these creative comedians that aren't working the normal clubs. And it, I'm not saying it's a mercy mission. Like I said, I think it can exist and do very well, actually. But... That it's does it's it's nowhere now. The only reason, if I'm wrong, if I go there, it can't be other comedy addicts. Let's say I I don't get it. What? That's crazy to say that. Would it work in every place you did it? Probably not. But would it work in a lot if you did it right? Yeah. Yeah. And why isn't it? And what's going on? Like that's artistically robbing this this these little cities all over the place and smaller places than you think could do this. Yeah, and they're not jaded yet and they're not like over it. Like I, I always love doing shows in small towns. People thank you for coming there and they go, "Oh, I wish this was they they love it so much but, and they're laughing, they're smiling during the premise." So you understand, you know, it's great. But also what I'm saying is I don't think it's the I just so you understand who I'm complimenting. I think it's a small town, but I also think if it wasn't Jared in that small town, they wouldn't right. have pulled those people out. What I mean is, it's not like it's a, ma a metropolitan city where you go, yeah, it's easier to be strict. You're in a little city. You're not going to be able to get 150 people five times a week. He did after a right. while. He did it right. He did it right. He, he goes, no, I'm going to cultivate this. Hey, if it closed down, I would say, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But to me, if it doesn't have to exist to mean it's not a missing niche. You know what I mean? It doesn't like Starbucks. Whether you like Starbucks or not, you can. I can make my point. Before Starbucks, someone would go, "Well, no one wants to 
you know, be fan. They just want to get their coffee and go. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, neither of us were there when it all went down, but I'm pretty much guessing I'm probably close to when. No, we can make it nice, and people no, they don't. People don't. People don't. People just want to get their coffee and go. Yeah, because that's all they fucking did. Right. They don't and know then, what they want. Right. Yet. And the nice little niche st- coffee places in a lot of these cities, not always, but mostly, at least if, unless my memory is wrong. Their Starbucks created that, then they go, we can do it with more style and soul. But there weren't even individually owned cool coffee places with a lot of different drinks all over the place before Starbucks. Yeah. So the ones we see that are have, oh, I, I like to support it to mom. But it's still saying, yeah, let's make it really nice. Only it's a little right. more. It's not a corporation. But I, I always fl- liked it, too. When I, when I was even a little kid, I would go to Starbucks and I'd be like, ooh, they have a little some CDs here. Like, they always had a nice, pretty little rack it was, of a it, few cool CDs with cool covers. And then, you know, there'd be a nice little mug next to it. And you'd be like, oh, maybe. I never got them, but I liked seeing them right. there. It was, was like, affordable Ooh. fanciness. It was affordable, like, yeah. affordable, like, luxury, you know, like a little. And it, but so my point is, the, the, I think you miss good business opportunities when you think, well, if it was, it could be done, it would have been done. Oh, so you're never going to do anything clever. This is not that risky. This is not that risky. And let yeah. me explain, just so I, if anybody ever takes these words and tries to do it, there's one other thing I want to add. Then you go to a club that you've seen a manager for five, six years, ten years, two years, just run it beautifully. There's, you know, there's good managers out there that mm-hmm. run clubs. They're the whole energy of a club, and sometimes they're great. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously, I could start naming some managers, but then I'll forget some. But go get them, and you give them a percentage of the club, whatever, whatever. If I don't know what the percentage is that's right, but if I asked a professional, what do you right, give? Right. And I want to give on the high end. I don't want to be stupid with my money. But if he goes, well, two this, I want to get, I want to make somebody. You can have a grace period where they have yeah, to yeah. earn it. There has to be some stipulations, but make and that's how you do it because. You're opening a business, and somebody that you watched hundreds of times do it beautifully and effortlessly. Every single, you know, when you go to, like, a guy in Philadelphia, like, whoever, like, last time I was there, Nick pretty much, you know, ran the showroom. He doesn't miss a fucking beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Nick, a Nick in Portland, like, that guy gets everything. Oh, my God. Nick Nick in right. Portland's the greatest. Shout yeah, out like, to Nick. Yes. Everything, everything. There's 20 things that can go wrong, and he's on yeah. top of everything. It's comforting as a performer to know that he's on site. Yeah. Get one of those guys and bring them. That way you open your business with somebody that has proven themselves not only to be a good manager at a Bennigan's or something, but at a comedy club. And you watched him do it every goddamn night or watched her do it every – and you steal them. Right. And you with that – Steal them. With knowing it's going to take three years. So what does it take? I think I think it could be a successful and it's weird that it's not. And let me tell you something. I should be able to say this. Well, there's 10 or 20 of them, but isn't it weird there's not hundreds? No, there's a I know they're out there and if somebody knows who they are tell me, but what are the other not great clubs? I'm not even talking about Helium in Philadelphia. I'm talking about next level after that, more intimate, a little smaller. It's not an offense to Helium because I fucking love that club. Uh, but I'm talking about there's a niche, a little more intimate. Yeah, it's not yeah. like I'm going, oh, we could build a 300-seat club. No, it's not that big. But it's not that small where it can't make money. Where are the others except for Acme? Where where are they? For um, Attic. Where is the other clubs in the country that not, I don't want to, we don't have to worry about insulting anybody because if we don't enlist clubs, it doesn't mean those clubs are bad clubs. Right. There's some fucking great clubs, but they're not that. It's a different thing. 
And it can be a different thing, probably because the cost isn't as expensive. I'm not saying a step down from that is a bad club. It's not. There's some great clubs that are a step down from that. But I think there's a bit... Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think that it's... Uh, nothing would be funnier than if you were... At the end of this, you go, and there isn't. Until today, I just opened up in Sacramento, Ty Glass's Comedy Shithouse. Thank you. Fuck! <laughs> 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 that just got a cackle out of me. After all that talk, and then I call it Comedy Shithouse. It was the world's longest ad read for Ty Glass's Until Comedy now. Shithouse. Until now, with the Comedy Fudge Hut. <laughs> I know that I know we're kidding, but I would go to Todd Glass's comedy shit house. You know it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. You know what I want Mark to do in Philip and Helium <laughs> when when we can buy this place in in Philadelphia above Poco's. I want to buy this place, not buy it, just retake it over, buy the business from the comedy cabaret and open up club there. Just rechange it around and do it. Helium might no, they will do it with me. Yeah, yeah. And I want to sort of try to prove a business model to him. Let's do it there. Let's do it there. He's already on board, but there's some more specifics. But what I mean is I'll go in. We'll, for, for when you're just taking an existing place, it's been above a restaurant there for 30 years. There's just, they need, it needs to be yeah. updated. Someone that's bringing in more relevant comedians. 30 years ago, if it did it 30 years ago, it can do it today. The population yeah, yeah. didn't go down. Young people didn't <laughs> go down. If, yeah. a cl if there was a hip club in any area, I don't care if it was 30 years ago, Unless the area took a really, really drastic, you know, uh, uh, turn of, uh, you know, safeness, safetyness. Yeah. But even, if, you know, it's got to be. But I'm talking overwhelmingly if it could do it 30 years ago. And why isn't it there now? It's because no one's done it. It's don't start thinking because, well, right. wouldn't somebody have done it already? No, that's, you know. So um, what are we talking? What am I talking about? Uh, the club you want to open near Helium or something? How do you I like your idea you told me before about the uh, get a mobbed up uh, room police guy with a baseball bat. And uh, <laughs> like the old days, and like somebody heckles and they just toss him out. Like oh, that was my video. I wanted yeah, to show. Yeah. I wanted to. If yeah, I, I love a, that. If I, I have a club, I want it to be shot. Like someone like Steve Fine, I'd spend some money on shooting a arena. And it's basically someone in the back that heckles during the show and the mob guy hits him over the. You know, you shoot it so you're not showing it. And then first he goes over. It's like the opening of the show, and it opens up, and there's a up on a big screen in front of the whole room, and it's uh, someone heckles. You know, the show's great. Now owners, he's walking back there in a suit. You know, the mob guy watching the whole show. Everyone treated with respect yeah. and dignity. The comedians love the place. It's all up and up, but he's you know he's got a little bit of it. And it's someone heckles. He walks over. He goes. Yeah, what? I can't talk? Yeah, and then, no. I goes, can't talk, yeah. though? No, he goes back, and the guy heckles two minutes later. Yeah. He takes him. <laughs> the fucking guy goes over. Two big guys, they drag him out by his foot. Through the whole place. He doesn't care at that point. The back row just takes him right out. They got doors everywhere to get these people out of there. Takes him into the back alley and, and, and kicks him in his ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, kicking him, going, you know how hard it is they do up there? I wasn't nice enough. Good luck, I'm just kicking you in your stupid ass, you fuck. <laughs> and then it goes black, and it goes, let's not have this happen. <laughs> I had a guy one time. I did a show years ago in some like small town in Georgia, and the owner was a guy like that. Uh, 
who was clearly like from Jersey or something. Oh, he and, didn't uh, like anybody heckling. And uh, someone heckled, and he was he wouldn't stop heckling. And then he came up on stage. He was one of those guys uh, where I was like, I thought he was going to try and talk into the mic. Whew. So the owner physically picked him up, and the guy's like struggling, and the owner's like this big, like broad shoulder guy, and he like t- like throws him out, like throws him out like it's the old days. And uh, the last thing he said before he threw him out is he goes, the house always wins. And he threw this guy <laughs> out of the – while I was still on stage. And and so then I'm just sitting there like, wow, I can't believe I – and then he looks at me and he's like, keep going. Go, go. All right, keep going. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, all right. He I didn't want to stop it. He just wanted yeah. everything to be all right. Yeah, you know, how's was, he doing? Where is this guy? I like him. Uh, it was Jeff Singer. And you is know that what? true? No, no. <laughs> no. It was just some, some guy that owned a, a bar uh, that I got booked at years ago in Georgia. And it was uh, – it was a great, it was a great uh, experience. Do you want reverb? Do I? So uh, you say karaoke later? You just... You oh, I just thought when you said this show's got segments, it is. I was like, carpool karaoke. Oh, carpool karaoke. We'll do better than carpool karaoke. We'll just sit here and do it. Why do we got to <laughs> drive around? It's unsafe. We're better. Do we like karaoke? Why do I got to pick you up in the car? You know what I mean? How about carpool lasagna? Let's just do it in the kitchen. I mean, I, I don't need to be making carpool lasagna driving lasagna. around the street. Hey, yeah. Vinny, did you like that? Hey, Vinny, you think it's funny to show? <laughs> uh, this is Vinny. Actually, I oh, Vinny, really, hi. I don't like that you made fun of carpool karaoke. I, I, I really like it. Me and my mom did <laughs> videos. Uh, don't do those drops, Aaron. We're uh, better than on. that. <laughs> Aaron, Every time stop I it. call in, you Seriously, fart stop directly. It. No, stop it. Aaron? That didn't even sound like you had pants on for that one. That sounded really direct. Aaron, I, I swear you're real. You know what this? you're doing, Aaron? And Vinny, you care about Vinny's opinion? You think he's listening to the show? And I am high in my hammock while, and I'm walking. And I'm listening to this show. Thank you. <laughs> now listen. Uh, so that yeah. we, we talked about that business. But I want to yeah. say one more thing about it. I said it already, but I'm going to keep it short. And, 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 and maybe I didn't give it more than anything, even though I spent a lot of time on that it's, I think it's cost-effective, so it doesn't have to be a mercy mission. So I'm trying to go, no, this could make money. This isn't, you know, having to have a, you know, local money they give towards local theater so they can... No, this could make a good living to somebody. It's yeah. a simple business. It doesn't take hundreds of people to run it. It's a very simple operation, the yeah. piggyback businesses, where you go, somebody has a... Because then you're not ordering maraschino cherries. You're in the comedy business. They'll make the money on the bar. You'll make less money. That's okay. I don't do payroll. I don't have to pay rent. I don't. All I do is I bring enough people in here every week for this person to go, you know what? This is better than having to rent the room out. You're not going to go get a room that they use all the time because why would they want to try something new? Right, yeah. But most of these places end up, yeah, it's up there. They, we use it. We don't. We're making enough money down here. We don't end up. Sometimes that's not the case. Well, that's not the place you're going to end up at. But sometimes you notice, wow, they don't really use that. That's where Andy would find most of his places. And he's been there for 30 years. Some are in hotels 30 years. You just book comedy. Yeah, yeah. You book comedy. It's, so it's not that much to open it, you know? And sometimes I've seen it done right in hotel banquet rooms. Yeah, Mostly yeah. wrong, but I, there's one. It's, I mean, it, yeah, once, the, once wrong, it gets dark, if the stage is a real curtain, you know, like real, like, you know, if you're at a 3,000-seat yeah, theater. Yeah. That's what Helium did in Bananas. I mean, that's a weird name, but when they put that up, it changed the whole room. Once it's dark, that's all you see. They have black tablecloths, blue candles in every table. See, I'm glad the Bananas curtain isn't yellow, because then you'd be like, oh, oh, no. They used to have bananas hanging all over it. it have to be it. a banana? Right. She goes, but a lot of comedians <laughs> make fun of it, the bananas. I go, well, then let them write an act. The oh, we make the stage a banana, nice. and then they're like, yeah. oh, we got a banana. The line, you know, uh. 
I hate when everything's got to be there. It's a hat on a hat, Sarah Silverman says. You don't need to have the comedy club a funny name. That's why comedy on state, right away with the name, you're like, okay, thank you. Vermont Comedy Club. Thank you. I got to tell people where I'm working. I don't want to say the, any, even the funny hut, the funny bone. The funny I'm not, They're not the worst ones. I bet in the 80s there was one called Laugh, Bitch. And you'd be oh, like, oh, why please. has it got to be me? There's a comma and an exclamation point. <laughs> you know why I say I'm not going to do that one, Truth? Because it's not pleasant to the neighbors. Like, if they hear music or silly... Oh, shit, 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 shit. Oh, man. What am I wrong? I thought that. All right, no more sound effects. Listen, I'm, I'm all about you. Let me get back to my show. I want to do a good job. Yeah. I thought I did do a good job. That was, but good I job. might be slacking a little. I'm so. excited. So everybody, if you're listening now, you should share that with someone who you think maybe in the city could. Because I was really smart about the room, and it's like, hey, we'll use this to make a bar. Oh, like oh. that's a great way to open a club. And I was very smart, and I think you should share this with your friends. Let them know because that that could that could uh, be the last something. the thing that leads to a great club in your town. I just talked out a very good business plan. Mostly the, the business art of it is you have to go get someone that's done this. Because if I'm going to tell someone I think it'll work, you know what? Five years ago, I wouldn't have added that part. I would have just said, I'll tell you everything will work. There's too much of a risk. If I'm going to go, I think this will work and tell someone to spend their money. And by the way, this could be done anywhere from 15000 to to fifty. Because you're still having to maybe do some things to the room. And you, and they see that you're, we're going to mount lights. And they might go, well, we need the room Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you do the things. You, if you go to a place and they're arguing with you from the beginning, no. They have to be excited you're there. And they're going to be excited yeah. that you're there if you have a business plan that shows where this has worked and why you. it's a sort of a on a handshake of you take the drinks and I don't have to be in the bar business and you don't have to be in the comedy business. But this end, I know. It's work here. It's work there. You put a business plan. You can tell from the beginning. So even if they want to use the room on the off nights, you mount speakers. There's still a lot you can do to make it a legitimate room. You might have to put some money in the chairs. You might want to go, we're going to paint the hallway black. But they'll let you do it. And then some of those clubs, 30 years on a, on a handshake. Yeah. Dude, I, this makes me so excited. You should, you should do a sketch called Todd Tank. And it's you in like a big Shark Tank chair <laughs> with a little pad. And somebody comes in. And they say like eight words. And you go, what the? F no. I hope you go out of business. You think and like just just don't even let him finish. Just do Todd Tank. <laughs> no, it's so not. Funny. What are you? Oh, you really? You're gonna have a buffet? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Someone once told me I have a comedy club. They have a buffet. It's a great idea. I go. What am I? I'd rather drop dead than work a club with a buffet. What am I going to work a club? You ever with do a, a buffet? club where they they they're like we have a bachelorette party here tonight. And we want you to do a shot with the bride. And I'm just like, I can already tell this is going to be like. Uh... Thank God. And I, it's, and look, even I, I think you're going to understand why I'm going to go back in and clean one thing up. I was not giving an underhanded compliment or an insult or whatever it would be a, to act genuine. But to, to the Helium, even in Philadelphia, one of my favorite clubs, it's not an insult to them. They do everything with, you know, like they run a club about as good as you can run a comedy club. Oh, yeah. Every this is just another the awesome. another level. If I thought I could do my idea, oh, I'm opening up a 300-seat club in Philadelphia, and we're going to run it like Jared runs his club. No, I don't think I would have success. I'm not delusional. No, no. But an 80-seat room, a 90-seat room with a good deal, and someone with an eye for aesthetics, me... Yeah. Telling you good. This is what you do. You make it like, uh, my, look, part of my business plan 
is every fucking place, I don't care how small it is, as a second place, we buy a cheap set of drums and a keyboard, and we always have live music as they're being set. Oh, that's great. Always. And they always to just make oh, it like fucking sexy from and you could do that with almost a lot of different atmospheres it's lighting and gels and just getting it getting it because even if you did that i wouldn't even care if i saw a comedian twice and they did the same material i'd be like i still like the live music it was a fun right. relaxing night i'll go watch it again i don't mind watching a comedy special twice but it's like if it's an uncomfortable chair and shitty lighting and it's not a good night right. and i hate the drinks and it then I'm like, that's when comedians go, ah, they didn't write anything new. I saw them last year. It was the same shit. Because they're in a bad mood because the yeah. club sucks. It's a missed opportunity of romance. And I will give in yeah. Springfield, Missouri, as long as I've been in the business, he listened to everything. Everything. He just reopened his place called the Blue Room. And let me tell you something. He sends me pictures. I'm so proud of him. Mm-hmm. Because he listened. I don't, I'm not, I go, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to be less wrong than everyone else. From the way he's serving the food, from black, he goes, Yeah, we did rolled black. He goes, You know what? You're right. I don't want white napkins. He goes, You put it in my head. I don't need scrunched up dirty napkins. It's not a sign of, of a cool club. It just isn't. Right. But when there's something that's black and disappears, you either have to say to yourself oh, at that yeah. point, I don't care about that stuff. You can't decide you're going to make me look crazy because it's it's very clean to go, why wouldn't you, if you considered yourself someone that knows how to make something look nice, go, one of those napkins disappears, the other one looks up scrunched up napkins all over your restaurant. Is it going to change the show? No, right. but it's every little goddamn thing and it's free. And he, I go, I go but I'm going to tell you this, I don't want to lose you. Roll them, just get napkins, real napkins. Yeah, yeah. You could take them home, throw them in the washer. There doesn't and he, cost. And, and he's any, doing like, it. Yeah. So even I go to the appetizers. If you send them out and they look nice and they're plated nice with a real with a rolled napkin, it ups it so much Absolutely. that you're not in a shithole. That you're at a place that if you were in a jazz club in New York, if you were, and for whatever the reason they're serving food, but there's a cutoff before the show, it comes out beautiful, and that's what it looks like. You know, whatever. I don't give a shit if it's corn dogs. It comes out, it's dusted, it's yeah. on a cool plate. It's stu- It's like, oh yeah, it's got. It's you know. And I've had some good corn dogs. I know. You can make a corn dog good. So anyway, he he listened to almost everything. If you live in Springfield, Missouri, go to the Blue Room because the lobby before you get in there, he had a piano player playing in the bar before you go into the club. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, he fucking gets it. He gets it. It's like, yeah, make it the minute they get in there. This is not the real world. He was blacking out the windows. And, I, you know, luckily his girlfriend or his wife uh, was on my side. He goes, I blacked out most of them. I go, no, one panel opened is going to shed light in. Yeah. I go, you, you want people to see what it looks like inside? You know what they're going to see? People sitting around in the bright in an ugly <laughs> atmosphere. If you darken all the windows and they see comedy club, they'll imagine that it's dark in there. They'll picture yeah. something better than you're going to show them. It's great. It. It's like... Everything is the same reason why it's like, why don't we just leave that mop in the corner during the uh, show? Big yellow mop, big what's a big dripping. Deal? What's wrong with that on the stage with you? I got to move the mop. Oh, the comedian's very prima donna. Can't be on stage with dirty mop. It's like, yeah. It's I shouldn't have to explain to you why that's... Ambiance. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. I don't care about stuff like that. <laughs> I care about the audience. Yeah. You know, I want, and I know how important it is. And I know how sometimes it's like, again, most of the big fixes are cheap. Yeah. It doesn't cost a lot yeah. to, to Candles, do a really cool cheap. club. It really doesn't. It's not. You save money. Lights are lower. Less light. Right, right. Le- no light is free. <laughs> but imagine not having to worry about ordering or doing payroll. or yeah, yeah. And you just run a club. And you do the math. 
you know, you don't need a lot to have a successful, it's a small little right. business. You don't need, you probably run the club every night with five, six, seven people. That's why you should go to ZipRecruiter and apply for Todd's Comedy Shithouse in yeah. Sacramento. It's opening up. I Next just told everything. <laughs> I just told everything. I just gave it away with quite. I did a good job. That was. If you good. listen to this show, and I'm very so. Anyway, let's move on. How, how's everything? Oh, so good. I'm so. I got a new pair of pants. It's been making. As I've been in a good mood for like a did week. Did you really get a new pair of pants? I did. I got a new pair of jeans, and I I've been so happy every day. Every single day I've been wearing these pants. I can't frown. I can't frown. I love it. It's so exciting. <laughs> I went to Target. I love a good Target trip. Are you making? And, uh, whoa! Hey, Aaron, that's rude. No, I really. Are you did. Ma- are I you got a new pair of pants. And, and, and let me. Can I see? Yeah, look at them. Nice. Yeah. And they feel good. Oh, they feel so good. And now, like when I was a kid, uh, pants hurt, uh, or they were baggy, or just, you could never get them right. right. And I don't. I'm not going to a tailor with denim. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm poor. So, but now. They're making soft, stretchy, cool, fitting denim pants that don't cost that much. And I'm like amazed. Uh, these are my favorite pair of pants I've ever had. I got they fit so good. I, usually I I put on the belt and it's like they they fit on the legs, but then the waist is loose and then or the waist is tight and the legs are you know there's always a problem. And this is the only pair of pants I've ever had where I'm like I could be wearing sweatpants. They they're stretchy, but they don't look stretchy. Like, uh, why have I accepted? Oh well, you have to yeah. feel confined by your pants. Right. That's why you want to wear shorts so much. Yeah. And after COVID, it's just like less. I'm going to choose less of my life in discomfort, uh, and I'm not just. You know, that's why people like sweatpants because they feel nice, and it's like you can make pants feel good. Can I tell you something? For not that much money. For a while, and Jake Adams influenced this. Um, I was having my sweatpants. Now you can buy them tapered. But this is like, you know, 10 years ago. I'm sure you could then, but I didn't know where. So I was having my sweatpants tapered because, and I try to get like a pair of sweatpants that even has a zipper in the front. I feel like if I'm, I don't know why, for me, like, you know what I mean? Like they have a, they, they're sweatpants. I wasn't even have, aware of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are some like that, but most of them don't. But I had them tapered because I thought, yeah, I still mm. want to travel and look. You know, but sweatpants are so comfortable. They are. So I go, well, it doesn't. They're, if they're stylish, they're not less comfortable. Right, so I right. tried to get some that, you know, for me. Hey, if I was 17 years old, you can wear whatever, you know. But for me, personally, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I got I get recognized. <laughs> My brother got me an Adidas tracksuit for Christmas, and uh, it's the most comfortable thing I've ever worn. And I can't imagine, though, like, I've never heard of a zipper in sweatpants like that because I'm, I'd be afraid of, like, you know, that making it less comfortable. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if I made that up. Did you make it up? No, I don't think I did. Hold no. on, they're not technically sweatpants, but they're of the same material. But yeah. up front, they have a button. Oh, I want all that material. I want everything made. Yeah, you're up. right because well, but they're very comfortable. I bet if you wore them, you'd go, shit, they're light and fluffy. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. ain't weighing it down, baby. You, you know, know what, what they're like? This hoodie that I have, I have a thin. Oh, I'm. Sh- they I exist. I'm not acting. Hoodies. I have a thin, 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 thin hoodie. It's so. It's yeah. like just perfect when you barely need anything. Oh, because that's the hardest thing to get. That's the hard, yeah. I don't want it. Oh. That's too much. That's always the temperature of a plane too. The planes are always. My arms are a little cold, but right. a jacket will make me sweat. Why? Why do they pick this? Everyone on my row is going like, <laughs> and like rubbing their arms. <laughs> no one likes it. Every the temperature of a plane is never right. You need a thin hoodie on a plane. So go get Todd's Comedy Shit House hoodies. Hey, uh, that's not the shit house. You know what I would call? <laughs> what would you call it, Michael? You know what I'd call it? 
And I'd hopefully, because if I had success, you, I'd call it Vermont Comedy Club. Just like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, they have Boston Comedy Club in New York. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the story. That, that's yeah, the, why not? Because that's the best name or... You know, you just call it our. Charlie's. No one would do West Virginia I Comedy like, Club, even in the even West Virginia. I like Charlie Goodnight's. Even that's a name. It's got I a like story behind it. Rooster Tea Feathers is fine. Rooster Tea Club feathers. isn't so great, but, <laughs> I but love the name Rooster Tea Feathers. I'll be there this September. Will you be? Through. Yeah, I love Rooster Tea. Well, listen, I didn't say anything. You got to open up your big mouth. Uh, no, no, that was how we got into the plug. I vomited in their bathroom, and they never have me back. Oh, really? No. Oh man! But I—I I can't uh, imagine you vomiting. I did. Oh no! But that—but I've been back. <laughs> did you really vomit at the Rooster Teeth? Yeah, I got sick New Year's Eve. I had so much fun. Oh, I got—they—I I, love their nachos, and I always have fun there. And it's yeah, I—I'm I, probably throwing up in September. Come well, see me. I'm not trying to brag, but you know, <laughs> no, no. A lot of people think I'm bragging. No. Ooh. That's right. He's not bragging. He's a patriotic American who throws up in comedy clubs. In a lot of countries, that's considered a, a compliment. If you don't throw up in my house, I don't think you want to come. <laughs> you know, like I, I was so preoccupied with what song I was going to get, I didn't really hear you. And then when I started tuning in, I'm like, wait, he's been talking for like 60 seconds. You know what I mean, right? No offense. Oh, yeah. All right, listen, I got a show to do. Let me snap out of it. We're at the hour mark. That means we got to pick up the pace. Yeah. Me, I got to pick up the pace. <laughs> all right, all right. Great. We're all having a great time. Listen, this is a real show, so we have tons of commercials. Other oh, podcasts, they don't have commercials. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was a real show. We'll be right back right after this. I want, seriously. We're going to talk about Matt Damon. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So 10 years ago, uh, Matt you, Damon had sex with Sarah Silverman without telling Jimmy Kimmel about it. I know, that video. And that was he, a weird way to tell him. I know. Remember and that? not nice. Uh, and was, my, was, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> have to be involved. Right. I, everything about it she was... She made um, a video saying, I'm fucking Matt Damon. And it, you know what? That's, that's um, you know... And Matt Damon was in it. He was in it. Okay. And it was not nice. Uh, and there, there was a lot of fat shaming in there. Was and, it really? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I don't... Sarah Silverman is not my friend. I know. Nope. I'm not hanging out with you anymore, Sarah. With goodwill hunting. So, um... So, uh... Okay, so, um... I want, I want, I want to, before I... Because I do want to talk about this. For whatever yeah, it's yeah. worth, I talk about things that perplex me. And, and I'll spit it out, and then I'm curious of your, your input. Somebody influence what I thought about it a few days ago. But I think the first thing you have to answer is, what do I give a shit? Is it just me? Am I rooting against people where I'm looking? No. Look, could I do that? Yeah, and you just have to be aware of it, that you are not being critical, that you're being fair. But we all know that you can be rightfully wanting to not support something. And mm -hmm. I'm glad. Can we hear about all the misuses of it? Yeah, we can. But how about just wallowing in that I like that some people have to be accountable because I, I don't they can still continue what they do. I just not rather buy things from them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay. That's okay. I have a right to do that. Even uh, you, you're gonna continue to do it, depending on what the magnitude of what you did. If it's just socially bad, I'm not gonna go recommend anyone boycott you, but you're on your own. But I'm saying, you know, uh go um uh what am I Matt Damon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just so so because I think sometimes I maybe I get 
sort of insecure or, uh, you know, n maybe justifiably having to answer to the, that people think everyone's like an attack for when they do things wrong. Maybe some people are, but how about give us a little credit and know that there's a group of us about here that people fuck up really bad. I'm not looking. I'm not at the juggler. I pretty much root for people. But no, if people do things and I, from a distance, listen to the facts and decide that I think that person is not who I thought they were, I just don't want to buy their product anymore. And I'm glad I know that about them. Maybe mm -hmm. 10 years ago I wouldn't have, or 15 or 20 years ago I wouldn't have, and I would have been paying and supporting a person that I think spreads a lot of not good energy. So whatever right. it is, it doesn't have to be a major thing. It doesn't have to be rape. It can be less than that, and I still give a shit. Yeah. So I get it. Do you, do you, does it did that come out wrong? Oh, or for do you sure, get yeah. Okay, so, and I want to keep listening. But here's what I heard someone say the other day that made me more perplexed than... You know, of course, how could he not know that? How could he how could he not know it and know that if he didn't, maybe to go, I better not, you know, this is not like I can casually just go like, yeah, and tell my daughter, you didn't know this. You did good work. You did, you know, you played Liberace in the, the Right. The, and you're living Hollywood and you're 50. And so if you used it, maybe, like let's say you used it, but you knew it was wrong. But when no one was around, you and your friends still use it. You're still smart enough to know you can't just casually say, hey, two weeks ago I learned. So I heard someone say it the other day, and why this is what resonated more with anything. I don't believe them. <laughs> I don't, but there's something fishy. There's something fishy, right? Because he's not, look, I can disagree with someone. He's not a stupid person at all. Yeah. So unless he's, being dishonest, he would never look foolish. But he's not something... Do I, if I guess what it is and I'm wrong, okay, there's a good chance of that. But there's something. Like, how could he not know in 50-year-old guy, 2020, it took... Even if he said, well, no, I've heard. Let's say hypothetically the better situation. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that if this is somehow the story. No, I had heard it over the years, obviously. I'm a 50-year-old man. I've heard it. From Boston. But it, but, but it bound, I never, never made sense to me, and I always thought people were being overly critical. But, yeah, of course I've heard it. And then my daughter said it in a way that made what a lot of other people had told me. It hit. Even that would be better. And that's fucking absurd! Right. It that it took... To, come on! This also, you said it around your daughter? Right. How'd she even know you said it? And then it makes me think, they say if you know one thing about everybody, you know everything about somebody. That's scary. I did nothing. So I will listen, but so but I think more than anything, I want to answer to why do I care? Am I just feeding into what am I? Am I Wendy Williams? I, I hope not. But I hope that I can still decide, like I said, that if somebody's worth analyzing, if anything more than anything, more than, you know, which I'm not proud of this maybe, that more than thinking it's okay to use that word and how that affects people. More than that, it's the there's something else there more interesting than that, and it's how did you not know that? Right, come I, on. And I, I pronounce you Chuck and Larry at the end, Adam Sandler, and that came out what twenty years ago. And he goes, "Yeah, you should stop saying it. Uh, it's not good." Like they those characters, and it's just like you were behind. Uh, I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That was like the <laughs> message of the movie. That came out, like, right after 9-11. They were like, no more, we're stopping saying it. And that was like a Kevin James, Adam Sandler comedy that everyone saw. And I remember, uh, like, I was in, you know, what, middle school or high school when that came out? And I remember my friends were like, you see Chuck and Larry? we got to stop saying it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. Do you think he's trying to get ahead of something? 
Oof. I mean, maybe it's a real smoke screen. I don't know. No, dude, well, unless maybe he thought someone was going to come out with that. Maybe there's a tape of I him already saying said it. this, that I just said it two months ago. I admitted it. Right. I, I don't know. I, I think it's worth. Look, I think math equations interest people. This interests me because at mm-hmm. least it's a math equation. What's going on? If, you, if someone would go, nothing. He just learned it two months ago. Oh, you bet on that. With your life, if the truth was had, and I hold a gun to your head, are you going to bet? Well, I just think he just figured it out two months ago. That's the way you're betting. I don't. It's almost no. a compliment to him that I'm not. So it's he a didn't compliment. run into anybody. Ben Affleck it, never told him. You know what I mean? Ben Affleck's on Bill Maher going, you can't say that about Islam. I'll give him more than you that. Know, ben Affleck never told yeah. him? I'll give him even more than that. It's not that... I Look, on my worst day, I try to say something, but it doesn't always come out right. But sometimes it does. So forget about all the times someone told him. They didn't do a good job. Maybe they yelled at him. Maybe they scared him away. We're not talking about all those times. But at, at 50 years old, you never ran upon one, because all it takes is one. I didn't say the 20 that are bad, the two people that were aggressive, the people that yelled at you. But you never, you're a 50-year-old man, ran into a kind, decent person that with respect and dignity told you why that's not right, and you're 50 Right. Well, then you have. Then, then you should be scared that you're not around people that are being honest with you, because that doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up. They said it in all in the. Fa- I, I'm pretty sure Meathead told Archie, "You got to stop saying that, Archie." And that was in what 1968 or something. I think it's like a bully move. Unless I hear uh. another, it's like him going. I feel like. Why do I feel like? And I'm probably wrong. Like it's sort of like going. Like baiting. Like he's annoyed. Is he annoyed at that sort of of a movement that he feels? Everybody goes down, and, and I don't know. There's he is something playing like a like a uber uh, right wing guy in this new movie, and maybe this is he went real method, and he was like, I gotta start saying this for the character. Maybe his character says it, and then his daughter was like, Dad, I hear you practicing your lines in there, and he's like, Oh, I don't know, but I don't think there's any way you could be that guy. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, and also he's not stupid. There's no way he... I don't know. Times are changing. <laughs> Seriously. Times are changing. Go with it. I mean, you gotta... You gotta learn. <laughs> what are you gonna do, right? Our guest is Caleb Sign, everybody. Yep. That's right. When we are back from the break, I'll tell you which word I stopped saying this week. Uh, <laughs> You'll never guess what it is. We'll be right back. Some writers and critics who prophesize with your pen. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. The Todd Glass Show, everybody. Double the stuffing. Still in the <laughs> and there's no telling who that it's naming. For the loser now will be later to win. Wow, what a feeling in this room. What could make it feel more sexy in here, you know? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe a, maybe a high-powered fan. The Todd Glass Show is presented <laughs> by OCB Rolling Papers. Oh. OCB, I like it. I like it, 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 I like it. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I love it. I love hearing. Uh, I want some OCB gossip. Do you want OCB gossip? 
I Hey, it's I me, mean, Vinny. Caller, go ahead. OCB gossip. Oh, uh, what's new about OCB? Oh, uh, OCB. <laughs> Remember what my rule uh, I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember my rule. If you mess up the words, you just go abba dabba 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 and keep reading. You don't right. get nervous. I don't want to read. Yeah. So what do you, you got to tell? What do you have? In the, what's in the news? Let's mm. pretend it's the news. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood. Whoa, these fibers are sustainable? Isn't that great? Oh. How about a nice round of applause? That's very good. Okay. I, all right, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you. Not only flax and wood... But also organic hemp, bamboo, whoa, virgin, can come in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. And this is OCB rolling papers. Yes, sir. And guess what, Caleb? What? There's no GMOs, no chlorine, and no dyes in OCB. Whoa, and that's in every other rolling paper? Something sexy about it, I'll tell you the truth. That's interesting. Listen. I mean, if I, I would buy this just to roll things around the house. My French fries, maybe my pencils and pens. Don't make a joke about it. I'm not kidding around. No, I don't like a smart ass. I, you know, I'll wipe my you ass. scared of me. Hey, I, how's I, your family? Oh, I family. care about your family. You my can't be mad at me. My family's doing so good. My dad's running 10 miles a day. Is that true? I'm not They're kidding like around. He's in Cleveland, and they said, oh, I thought you meant keep going. I yeah. He's, Every day know. run 10 miles. Hey, I called her up in a month. We don't know where the hell he is. I say, where the hell am I? <laughs> My dad, oh, let me tell you, my dad, he's a beauty. <laughs> Your dad's running 10 miles a day? Yeah, he's like getting, he's in great shape. He came in to see, see me last week in Georgia. He came out to a show. I always did the thing, you do this all the time when I see you headline, where if you know someone in the crowd, I involved him in like 10 okay. jokes. Don't you love it? I love it. And he loved it. He was in like the fourth row and I'd be like, there's my dad. Give it up for him. Be like, was that bit true, dad? And he's like, yeah, it was true. It was so fun. I love it. I think uh, that's so, it's such a fun thing to do. And the crowd is experiencing something real, yeah. which is, it, it's not, it's not fake enthusiasm. It's real. So they're excited about it as opposed to someone, you know, I don't want to mention names. Uh, oh, guess what? What? Truth. Somebody emailed me. And they, they asked me if I had a version of the attention. I, I need attention. When I was on Last Comic Standing, mm-hmm. I used to sing this song. I need attention. That's why I wrote the song. <laughs> so they could just, you know. And literally, somebody reacted. They go, oh, he just does that. He needs attention. Not getting. Like, yeah, that's sort that's of the, the name joke. of the song. I'm admitting it. So I would sing it. She asked if there was a version of it. I said, I don't. So truth. I'm going to try. I'm going to sing a little bit of it for her. Put a little reverb. I said, listen to the podcast this week, and I'll sing the attention song. It, look, there's nothing to really remember. I'm just repeating the same thing over and over again. But I I'm going to commit it. to it, okay? And then, because I wrote it right here, and I didn't want to... I was going to do it right up front. That way I know I did it. I emailed her already. I said, hey, um, uh, I'll do it on the show. I said, I'll do it close to the opening so it's easy to find. And I didn't do that. So I apologize <laughs> to you. I apologize. Yeah, I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear it near the middle. I wanted to hear the I Want Attention song. It's oh, you want it in the middle? lady from the email, yeah. It's Who is this? The lady from the email. I don't want to say the name here because I'm, I'm on parole, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't make someone. I'm going to edit that out. I want you to make them. Uh, they're, they're doing something good, like, you know, like helping people in the neighborhood. I'm going to yeah, edit that out. Oh, where are you calling from? I'm what are calling you? from Haiti. I'm building houses. Oh, <laughs> 
Oh, that's so nice. That's yeah. good to give back to your community. Do that's you have your whole family there? My whole family's here. And um, how many houses have you built this year? What uh, is the name of your project? The name of the project is Every House Built. And you listen to the Todd Glass Show? All the, I'm in my hammock every day. Do you know Aaron Simon? It. I love Aaron Simon. He's sitting is right he here. still in that carport? No, he's living oh, in L.A. now. Well, What is your name again? I, I, I don't want to say. No, uh, say it. I don't want to say. Say it. Have fun. Live a I little. Don't what is it? Anthony. But look. Yeah. I'm building Wait, houses he's a bad now. person, isn't he? <laughs> Didn't he do something bad? That was a lady thing, though. No, anyway, please. <laughs> who is the this? Same name as a famous mm. lady, but uh, all right, we gotta go, sir. Like, all right, I'm gonna hang up and listen. Okay. <laughs> How's he always get the last word? He makes it like he's in charge. All right, I'm gonna hang up and listen. He goes just when you're trying to cut him off, anyway. And he acts like he cut you off. <laughs> I know what he's up to. Um, so. We doing a song? Song? You were going to sing the... Oh, the, yes, the, the attention song. song. Thank yeah. you. Testing, testing. It's like all of a sudden, maybe I did know when you hear the reverb coming. Go, Todd, weren't you going to sing a song? Go say it again. Weren't you going to sing a song? Todd, weren't you going to sing a song? I don't remember what I was going to do. Oh, you know what I was. <laughs> I need attention. That's why I wrote this song. I need attention. That's why I wrote this song. I need attention. I need attention. And that's why I play this song. Look at me, 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 look at me. I need attention. That's why I play this song so loud. Because I need attention. I need attention. I need attention. That's why I wrote this song. That feels like that would be every song, like if the world was liar, liar. All right, thanks. You have to ruin it. Why would you play that drop out of all drops? I thought what, that was you, a what good were you going to say? I'm sorry to interrupt you. That that's what you know. If that like that's what singers would sing. They would <laughs> I sing. Attention. I need attention. Yes. Uh, comedians would always sing like. Uh, you know, you're I, right. I, Hold on. I think I have something. I think I know what you're talking about. Just don't think like. Oh. Baby, I need attention Please give me some attention now I'm really needing some little attention Please give me some attention, please I need attention I'm so lonely every night time I need some attention so I Don't wanna go fucking nuts So I need attention Somebody give me some attention I need attention. <laughs> I don't want to make a joke about it. But that was a cry for help. And if none of you heard of it, you're going to feel guilty. Um, that was a good cry, though. How are you? Ah, uh, doing I'm not great. afraid to talk. A lot of shows, they go, oh, we're crazy. We're up here. Now I come. I can bring it right. What am I doing? Tell the audience what I just did. You you brought the lights down. I brought the lights down. Uh, the mood is, uh, the bowl is still heavy. Um, Thank you. We're, we, everything is good. We got lava lamps going. It's a good vibe. You just asked me how I'm doing. Everything's great. The glasses are heavy. Can everything, I, everything's can I play something that Neil deGrasse... And then, and then we go in... Well, here's the great part. We're going to play this from Neil deGrasse. I think it's a... Am I saying his name wrong? No, I think you're saying it right. No, say it right. I think I just said it wrong twice. Do you know what it is? Neil deGrasse Tyson? You don't like talking? <laughs> I know I like you because you don't like to talk. He's the best person behind that mic. 
Oh, that's good. But if he's, you know, but he, you know, he doesn't. Uh, but sometimes uh, you, know, you can't be too shy. How mm-hmm. how are you? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, what, what a fun you, night! This is the best night of my life. Well, oh, really? Isn't that cool? I mean, it's it's certainly peaceful in here. You know why I run it the AC peaceful. when it doesn't need to be because that takes moisture out of the air, oh, so the air becomes lighter. Oh, so I like you're, that. there's a cleanliness. It's sort of like oxygen. It's not oxygen, but in Vegas, when they go, oh, they put oxygen. They don't put oxygen, but they keep it cold and they circulate the air. Isn't that funny? People say that like it's a bad thing. They're like, yeah, in Vegas, they want you to breathe good. Yeah, they put oxygen in the air. <laughs> it's like, and a, you know what else I they hope. do? I hope they was so bad about that. I want to breathe stale air and look at the clock all night. That's how I have fun. Stale air and clocks. And I like to look. <laughs> oh, they, you know, they took the clocks out of the casino. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Stale air. Hey, if I can't have stale air with clocks. <laughs> yeah, what are we trying to... Come on. Come over to my house. I got 10 clocks, and uh, we, ne- we never open the window. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good time. <laughs> we have all the lights on and the doors open. <laughs> what is that? Is that, is that a... What, what is that? That's seriously, will you believe me? If I, no, I don't want to tell you because you probably won't believe me. Anyway, I'm going to continue with that the is show. A, that's a hair growing no, fast. No, no, I don't want to tell you. That's a hair that pops out of your That's a hair. Grow. I have an ingrown hair, and yeah. I was picking at it, and I won't do it again. It's gross, but sometimes I grip it, and I'm like, oh, shit, I did oh, it yeah, one more it comes time. Out, you're like, ah. I get stuck watching some of those videos. With oh. the excrete, with the uh, oh, you know. I love a zip pop. Some are gross, and I don't want to. I don't. Need I just to want them. one. After I need a, I need a reasonably, you know, it's got to, you know, just can't be like I don't need vomit coming no, out of no, the, no, no, you know, where there's like it looks like a dog mauled them because they, <laughs> I'm squeezing this. It's obviously needs to be punctured first, but it'll yeah, break yeah. eventually. It's the size of a football, and then all over the whole house. They have to call in a fucking an ambulance to well, to hose every uh, the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> to hose that, to hose the house down because it's it's unfittable. Do you ever have that where you miss zits? Like I hated them when I had them, but I'm like it felt good. To I know pop sometimes. One good. I know. Can I tell you? Yeah, that's so funny. That's why I'm looking that. at it online. I miss it. <laughs> Can I tell you? I don't think I've ever told this to anybody. Yeah, it's not that it's that big of a deal, but it's personal. But um, one time, Sarah Silverman said something about. You know, like, as far as that would not, like, sometimes, like, everybody else, like, you can have, you can be in a relationship, and you want to do it to the person. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned a boyfriend she had, and that she'd always be like, let me get it. And he'd be like, no, no. So I thought, I knew that. I was on the road with her in Israel, and I, and I, and I had one, and I was going nuts. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't take this anymore. It's like, I, I was, there was no, one time, you know, so I told, I said, Sarah, you got to do me a favor. Oh, and she did it, <laughs> and I was See, like, "That should have been that's filmed. a friendship. That's the web like, series. That is a friendship." Sarah pops the zits of Todd. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'd watch it. So, but th- I thought, wow, we couldn't have been closer. Yeah, because that's just embar- You know, for her, probably not as much as me. Like, you know, it's like. But anyway, no. And I she was it. very adorable. She's like, "I'm gonna clean it real good." You know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, she's like doing it right. You know, oh, she's yeah. like, like paper towel, like little tissue, and I'm like, "Oh, you're doing." I just go fucking for oh, it. Man. Just don't, don't spare me. Next that I get, I'm sending an email with a picture of it. I'll be like, Sarah, <laughs> Todd told me about your talents. <laughs> Oh my God. Might need to be punctured first. Okay. So I'm going to play. 
I bought some tools offline about a year ago during the pandemic. You know, I had a, a magnifying glass and those tools. Yeah. It's not, I had, you have to get rid of them. It's like a drug. You have to, eventually you don't, you can't have them. You have marks all over your face. Yeah, yeah. For that one thing you get <laughs> once in a while. I was like just pressing in and then I, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, this fucking shit. Oh, it's Out horrible. in the middle of the yard with a magnifying glass and a tool that I don't I shouldn't be handling. <laughs> a magnifying glass. Yes, because that way you can see. Uh, I, oh, you were I need to, to like, get that. Get it with the sun. You're no, trying to no, get no. the sun to burn the tip of your no. zit so that it just erupted. What am I crazy? <laughs> yeah, I guess yes. <laughs> How about that bowl? What do you is that bowl heavier than you thought? Be honest. So much heavier. So, so much. Heavier. I don't have one for... that heavy. Because uh, I, I, mine are pretty heavy, but that one, I feel like the bottom of it is like an inch thick somehow. Um, the it's a mixing bowl. It's a good bowl. I would love a nice I stole that from an there. old lady on the street. Well, that, that's all she had. You know, it was too heavy for her to carry. It's not funny. That was nice. I tested you. Now listen. So now we're done. Oh, I want to play this, Neil. I want to play this, Neil. Because I think it... It, it really adds the question that like... Most people that have a problem with understanding people that don't identify, um, he handles that in a way that I was just thinking about it but not be able to articulate as well. And what I was trying to say is, it's not that you're not being honest. And that makes me look crazy, and I don't think I am. And here's what I think it is. And you have a right to your opinion. If anything, I'm going to help you be more brave. You're not being honest, and it makes you look wishy-washy. Admit that you don't, you have no admiration for it. If 75% of the time you were talking about, oh, my God, and they find themselves in the heartwarming stories, well, then I might believe you when you said, well, your problem is the hormones, and now they're giving them to an 8-year-old. Because I might believe that that's really your cause if I heard you other times really talking about the stories when they f just live these lives and they find out who right. they are and, and you can be confused. I don't fucking get it, but I get it enough to know that I'll probably, it's something you want to love and support and, and we'll understand more and more about it. So, well, you're talking about a transgender. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, so, but I know you, so, so that's the thing. Like, that's not even arguing. That's, to me, that's the cleaner argument to go, hold on a second here. Don't, don't, I would never tell someone they wasted my time if they disagreed with me. I'd say you're wasting my time if you're not being honest with what really bothers you. Right, yeah. Because you, look, the only your stories tell it. You know it. You can't say to me, fuck you. I did talk about it on this show. You'd be lucky to dig up a clip for two minutes of any of these people where they were really going, oh my God, I was watching this story. It was on TikTok and I got Got down a rabbit hole, and this person telling their story about switching over, and oh my God, did you I don't know, did you see that senator that talked about his child and how now she's a happy young, and oh that was really hit my heart. Okay, then I might, but it's never that. It's always you're acting like right. oh your problem is that they're gonna you don't but oh, admit it. They always have this that shitty look on their face where they're like um last time I checked there were uh, two genders right. um so uh, you <laughs> and I get they it. They have like a Mean Girls vibe where they're it's like you very, can't sit with a uh, I mean it's so it's, obvious. It's very you're pushing it now. Yeah. There can't be a guy and a girl. And it's like I get it. You feel like you're being your buttons are being pushed, but and but but this was such a good, I think, more better than even I could understand it. That's how I knew it was good. But I thought he really, you need you know. Anyway, go ahead, play. Can you play? 
He's talking to the racist kazoo. That's what Ian Carmel called him. <laughs> uh, what's his name? The racist kazoo. Oh, who's the racist? Who would I describe? He talks. As a he's always kazoo. Ben Shapiro. Oh yeah, that's who. He I, yeah. he sounds like a racist kazoo. Okay. But anyway, Ben Very Shapiro. Tall. I'm going to say this. So going into it, I don't think Ben Shapiro. I don't want to call. I, first of all, I don't like using the word stupid at all. But I don't think he is. I I don't think he's an unintelligent person. If anything, he says some. He says what he's trying to say, usually very clear, very distinctly, yeah. with a, a pretty good use of the, the the language. You know, you know, being able to express himself. But and he would come to the right conclusion. At least it's my opinion, and a lot of people do what he does. If he doesn't, you, if you don't look below the surface, yeah, like you just look. That's that's not how diseases get cured. You have to the, the way anything gets yeah. figured out, whether it's a detective trying to. Nothing's how it seems at the surface. I get how Ben Shapiro says the thing he sa- says the things he says and the conclusions he comes to. If you were just looking at things at the surface, like wait, there's a guy, there's a girl. Now there can't even be. You're and and you're and you're and you're mad and you're mad because right. you think you're being bullied. You're like, now look before he. You, you could picture someone him saying, "I get it. if you want to argue that gay marriage is right or wrong, at least that's an argument." But now it's like right. you can't be a guy and a girl. Like what? Well, that's the same people. They always say the same thing too. They go, "You can't even be masculine anymore." Gillette wants me to be a little yeah. bitch, and it's like we. So people who want to be masculine can't. So you're right. you're according to your own argument. I want to be masculine. I feel like I can't be. That's what they want to do, and you you don't want them right. to do it because what what's wrong with you? I I hope I'm talking about what you're talking about yeah. because I'm I. But to me, I think what you're sort of saying is I remember when they would say, "Oh, today a guy can't be a guy and a girl can't be yeah. a girl." Hold on, hold on. Just come on here. We can we can have a disagreement, and have civil respect for each other. You have you have to understand the clarity that there is not a history of parents running over to their children and saying, "You can cry just because you're a boy." Come on, cry, boy. It's the other <laughs> way around, mostly. It's yeah, don't, yeah. What are you crying for? You're not a girl. Yeah, yeah. Don't cry like a girl. That's what. So you were perpetuating a behavior. That was not the norm. Don't act like we're trying to go in and play with genetics. No, no, you have verbally, that was a thing. Oh, don't cry like a girl. Don't. And that was, so that's not what, what, what you understand. It's not like it's the other way around. Like something happened and the child didn't cry and we had to coax it out of them. We had to say it's okay and it's healthy because it had been ingrained into them that it wasn't. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so funny too, those people that say don't cry. It's like, didn't, okay, so in your theory... This conservative theory, God gave me these tear ducts, <laughs> and he hate he hates them. Like I I don't know why I gave those to men. They're like nipples on men. I don't know why men has should like it's in there. It needs to come out. It's like saying right. don't sweat. You should cry. It feels so good. Most good so parents good. today. But the the good news is a lot of that behavior, a lot of it has changed. Yeah. To go no 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 you can you look either sex when you need to get them. To control themselves, it's not going to be by threatening their masculinity. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be more intelligent way than going about it. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we'll, I'll play this, and then, wow, you have 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we'll go in for the close. Great. 40 minutes. You're gonna sing a song. You're damn right. That's right. Are you co- are you comfortable to do it? I love singing. Oh, songs. great, 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 great. So we're gonna play this, and then uh, go ahead. It's made that trans women are women, for example, and what that seems to mean is that trans women are identical to women. Now, if people want to say trans women are not biological women, obviously that is the case. But people don't seem to want to say that. 
Although that is obviously scientifically true. Trans women are not biological women. Biological women are biological women. But where are you going with this? What, 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 is your, what, is your, what are you trying to accomplish by asking yourself, is it science or is it not science? It's how, it's but, people in society. But, but, but this, is, this is a perfect example of an area where suddenly it doesn't matter to say things that are just true. Like, why is it, why is it bad or wrong to uh, point let, out? Let, I have another way to, to approach this. Um, I care what is objectively true in the world as a scientist. Um, but let me not say even as a scientist. I just simply care what is objectively true. And science happens to be a pretty potent path to invoke, to find out what is true. And so if people express themselves on a gender spectrum and that is an actual thing in an actual society, if we have not fully explained that scientifically, that's an interesting frontier to study. If you want to say it's only sociological, then it's the purview of the social sciences. I don't care who studies it. It's an interesting fact about society that's worth learning about. If to, to make it, to fight someone and say, it's not biological, it's just your this, it's real and it's there. Can I tell you something? Wow. That was so beautifully said that calms me. Yeah. And I, I listened to most of it before and I knew I wanted to play it on the show and I'm really glad that I did. Because that really answers that too, halfway through when he goes, where are you going with this? And why are yeah. you so... Yeah. And, you know, I like to say, if you asked anybody, would you like to believe only when things were told you at their cleanest that you could change your opinion? Most people, I'm going to go ahead out of respect. I don't... And you go, Todd, take a poll. I go, how about I give everyone respect? Most people are going to go, I'd like to believe I would. doesn't mean every time someone corrects me, but I like to believe if someone comes in with almost science and cleanness and respect and dignity... That I could change my opinion. I wouldn't want to do that. And then you hear that and you don't. Yeah. At least, how about this? Bend an ear to go. Then you have to go ahead right there and go, I will not be pliable for most likely anything. Yeah. Because it's never going to come out that clean with that much respect. And you, and I'm not, and I'm not, in, I, it is a weird insult. But what I'm saying is, if, even if it's someone listening to this right now that didn't want to go, wow, okay, that was an interesting something. Pause for major thought. Then you, yeah, I think you need to go. Wow, I probably, I at this point, I mean, I could go. Well, no, it has to be cleaner. Well, I, why don't you go ahead and just say, I'm, I'm probably not going to change any of my opinions. So that way, you're not going to let yourself down because I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. you're not going to if you hear that because it was so. Yeah, that's so perfect. It calmed me. Yeah, it was almost. And I'm not going to lie, he, I feel like he met someone that was, they, that I hope it gave him pause for thought because I don't know what happened after that. I don't know what he said. It got cut off. But no, like, but I love that, that it's, because uh, that's something I thought, but I never articulated that well because I'm not as smart. But uh, that it's like, no, this is real. Like, we are humans and we are a species and we're a thing. And we do stuff and people go, oh, that's nature, that's nurture, it's this or it's that. And it's like, but it is happening. So what? when people go, oh, that's that's just society that told you that. And I go, yeah, it didn't come from Mars. Society did that. So that's, it's like a beaver being like, well, you just built that because you needed it. That <laughs> damn. Yeah, it's happened. I don't like, 
It's not like societies pretend. It's right. a thing. It's not like people are just trying to push your buttons. You know, it's like, it reminds me once, this is a crazy analogy, but I think you're going to think it's right on. Yeah. When we went to see, uh, when I was 18, I went to see Gilbert Godfrey at the Comedy Works in Philadelphia. Me and my friends were old enough then to analyze it when we got in the car on the way home, what was going on. We really thought he was funny. Yeah, he was. Yeah. We also went back another show where he annihilated. But the one show we were at, there was like maybe 20 of us. And we were very young and we were we were laughing. They thought we were laughing to be, oh, uh-huh, we get it. It's not funny. We're just laughing to be like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be you. just at nothing. And I think they think that's what we're just trying now to push butt. Like, oh, now you can't right. even be a guy or a girl. It's like, and they always go back to defend. You know what? I can figure out where you're at here. Go back to Ben Shapiro, where he was. This is the way you prove everything without having to necessarily talk to somebody. Just go back 10 years ago and see what his views were and see how they see how they um, stood the test of time. Right. I don't know the answer to that, to be honest with you. I do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of obsessed with Ben Shapiro. And if you go back and look at his old tweets and stuff he said when he was younger, he was more conservative. And he's gotten older. All the things he's apologized for were things that were too conservative. He's never been like, boy, I was way too liberal on this when I was in college. Yeah, well, it's always him going, man, 10 years, I wish I hadn't tweeted that. That was really not okay. That was really just uber conservative. I shouldn't have said that. That I've learned now, and I have friends. That, it's always that direction. You know why they keep making the same mistakes? Yeah. Look, you put a little science in anything. There's all reasonable doubt. I don't know this for a fact, but I hope I'm reasonable, and I can put in some fact. Because they didn't stop it at home. Because... Like what? What are we talking about? I know I smoke and I forget. Um, that Ben Shapiro got more slightly oh, because, yeah. more. He's still very I, I conservative, think they, but all the things he's apologized for. I think when were. people keep making the same mistakes, you know, with every with every crossroads, they're always on the wrong side of it. It's because they're not learning from the mistakes. They're just stopping it because they can't say that anymore. Because when you yeah. correct yourself on one word, you don't use the next one. It's like if a mom right, teaches right. you to say thank you for a cookie, she doesn't have to say, and say thank you for a glass of water. And say, <laughs> once you figure out thank you, you tend to make a lot of right decisions every time you're in a crosswords where thank you is appropriate. If you stop using the word yeah. from your heart, from your heart, yeah, you stop yeah. using the word, the N word, from your heart, you're gonna, I just can't imagine you're going to then you know, want to use the word you know the uh, retarded right. or faggot like to me if you stop if you said you stopped using let's say the word you stopped using the word faggot or fag or gay from your heart i think you're probably going to make the right choice when it comes to the word retarded but if you yeah, just do yeah. it because you can't anymore and yeah i want to be who I am, but I also right. work for this corp. You know, I'm on HBO or I'm on this, and you, you can tell you're you catch yourself because you you're not stupid. You would have learned. It's just that you want to hold on to every one of these to the last second, right? And it's also so funny. Like everybody, there was always somebody like they they'd be like, oh well, my brother is mentally challenged, so I don't use that word, or like, well, I have an adopted uh, sister who's black, so I don't say. That. It's always like that. And then it's like, yeah, but that's great. But people who don't have those things still figure it out. Because you sometimes you just have to Google it or something or go, maybe it's not okay to just hate for no reason. 
Because and, you don't. It doesn't have to be some someone in your family has the thing. Right. Well, for you, you don't. To not oh, say it. you will. Love, my friend Lynn yeah. told me a story many years ago. Uh, Lynn is uh, white. Uh, Teresa, his wife is is white, but her husband with Solomon, their son is black. Mm-hmm. So Solomon, you know, is uh, I don't know what they call. Him. I'm kidding. <laughs> An intelligent conversation in the middle. So one day on the golf course, <laughs> Solomon's you know black. Um, so one day on the golf course, you know, this is in 10 years ago, you know, was using that, a a joke about a black person. Mm -hmm. And Lynn goes, I got to tell you, my, my son is black and it's just really hard to hear that. He goes, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I'm just, just seeing, he said it, you know, I believe the way Lynn said it better than I just said it, but he just said it in the best way, probably nicer than some people would say he had to, but he did it. He, that's always, of course, he did it the right way. And the other guy goes... My son isn't black, and I don't care for it. And Lynn later goes in a funny way, God damn it, he upped me. Because he's right. Like, it doesn't have to be my son. He goes, you know, he goes, I did it, but that guy's right. Like, my son isn't. Like, you know, we should all be as protective of ending that type of behavior. Even if it's not our son, right? That people, there's people that are pro-Palestine that don't have Palestinian sons who just, who are just like, hey, well, I looked at it, and here's how I came across, you know. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can, <laughs> that that wow, that's a great point. That is a really great point. What's a good point? <laughs> that <laughs> well, my son makes good points, and uh, so that's why I like to hear him. No, we were just talking about uh, Neil deGrasse said the thing. No, about just the then, just two seconds ago. Oh, two ago. Good point, you said. Good point. What did I say? It's hard to remember. That Bloody remember? Mary was strong. Just now. It was the uh, ooh. Someone, you, if your son said it, your son is black, so you don't like to hear racist things, and you don't oh. have to have a black son to not be racist. Well, yeah, and if you hear that, we were talking about something, it reminded me of something you were talking about before that. Oh, man. But that's okay. That's so hard to remember. Yeah, hold on. Give me a second. Well, we got a... Uh... Hey, guys. uh <laughs> Unlike most brands that buy the paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire paper-making process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. Whoa. That's so much. That's a long time for that amount of quality. That's happening, baby. Oh, man. That's my show now. I'm like a bad show with any effect now they use it a lot. (laughs) You're listening to The Larry Show. Um... That's what my dad used to play when he opened up his wallet. <laughs> Just to make, you know, let us know. Um, I was, as soon as your wallet's empty, there's two small flies that live in there. Whenever time you open an empty wallet, two very small flies just leap out. Is that quickly. true? No, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> Anytime someone opens, they're low on funds. Oh yeah, flies. Go the flies, because they can't, they can't be around folding money. Any, any bills. They need, yeah, yeah. They just need leather on leather to live in, in there. I try to be green, but a fly at my house, I'll spray a gallon of container. Of oh yeah. Spray. I need it. I don't need fly. Fly, my, I'll kill myself. Well, yeah, because then you know people leave your house and like Todd's got flies. You know what I'm thing? noticing on TikTok? A lot of wild animals. Now, I know there's places where birds uh, are so used to people because they're being fed. A lot of times it's near a monument. No land on people. You don't want them because you get diseases. 
but they'll land on your hand if you put it out. I get that because there's squirrels that will come up and take food out of your hand because it's like near, you know, and, and uh, like if it's in a populated area where they're always getting fed. I get that. But this is like they'll come out of the woods. A guy, you know, picks a skunk up in the middle of the road. It takes it off the road and it would bite me if I did it. If I went up to a baby skunk and went, oh, let me lift it up. People go, oh, thank you. You're a good person. I do think he's a good person, but they're not. One guy sits around and all these skunks come out of the woods and he feeds them and they all crawl all over him and he shakes their head and he's feeding them. And just all these wild animals seem to be like a, a crow lands on a lady's arm and they're dating. <laughs> I like animal stuff. I I do too. I'm my, not one of my favorites is called like I think it's the dodo. And yes, it's like great. You know what I mean? Yes, they put you in a good mood. Oh, every time I see one, I and not one of them has disappointed me. Can like, I tell you something? I found a little duck in the trash, and now he's my brother, <laughs> and I gave him a bow tie. Oh my god, I love and it. And I and you know what I love? The I can enjoy the story more. When they're very clear that this animal was given every opportunity to go back, it, they tried to yeah, save it. Yeah. They, to, that's where it belongs. Sometimes it is the release of them, and they're heartwarming too. When yeah. They put them back in the wild every where time. they belong. But it makes it a lot more easier to enjoy it than you know somebody that's going out and getting like. Sometimes you see someone with a leper. I'm like, you know what? And they've been declawed, and it's like, yeah. you know, this, they have. I no mean, arms, I guess that's what no we, legs, no tail, no oh. face. Maybe it's not a leopard. Maybe it's not. A but leopard. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm raising it. I'm raising it. I think it might be a log, but it's cute. Yeah, those, so shout out to the dodo. But the dodo, you know, I haven't eaten. I would, I would eventually like to be, you know, someone that doesn't eat any animal that's factory farm. But right now, I'm just trying. Just one, it's yeah. it's one step at a time. It's about a year and a half, and I haven't eaten meat. I, I'm I'm pretty impressed that I haven't after the pandemic ended. I thought, wow. what am I going to do around it? So it's it's the step towards doing that. Um. But uh, oh, so what are what are we talking about? Oh, Meats. We're talking about eating meat. So I haven't eaten, I haven't eaten any meat. Wow. Oh, but what helped me do that wasn't it was I I saw some documentaries on factory farming, but m I would say overwhelmingly what did it was those those uh, dodo videos just showing you that yeah, after you watch yeah. these videos you go, well they're not here to be tortured. Now did I know that already? Of course I did. But maybe I maybe just I got lazy because I knew it was wrong when I saw it years ago. But watching these videos constantly of these these just these you know cows that are playing with a ball or and you you know we're out in the field yeah. and just when they get released and baby pigs oh a little baby pig running in the grass they're big not smile yeah and and, and be, so I just decided to, you know to try but and then I've been doing wow okay. well, a year this, and a half. Ooh. Anyway. And that's a bird. And that bird doesn't want to live in that clock. Are that bird wants to fly in the blue sky. Oh, I let it out. Let it out, Aaron. You're right. That bird's been there for that two years. That bird is working for big clock. It's Caleb's sign, everybody. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh. So good. I can't imagine a time before that song. Like, I think I heard that song. I think that might have been the first song I ever heard. Somehow I knew that song when I was two. Everybody, it's it's ingrained in our... Where did you... I, I don't remember it hearing it for the first time. I just always... It's like, happy birthday. Ah! So good! And I think parents sing it while they're getting ready. At least mine did. Really? 
Like anytime you said, I, I like, I feel good. They'd be like, la and you don't yeah, know that was, song. You don't know the reference. Right. Like, what are my parents doing? How you doing? Good. So good. I'd always go, yeah. so good. That was a genius song. So good. <laughs> yeah, wow. When I do feel good. Well, listen, this, will, this song, I never heard this song before. Ooh, what is this? What's it? I never heard this either. It's a cover of it. I'm jealous. I'm overzealous. When I'm down, I get real down. When I'm high, I don't come down. And I get angry. Nicole, believe me. And I can love you just like that. And I can leave you just as fast. You don't judge me. Cause if you did, baby, I would judge you too. Judge me because you see them from a same point of view. I've got issues, you got them too. So give them all to me and I'll give mine to you. Guys, give me glory, all of our problems. Cause we got the kind of love that can't solve them. I got issues, you don't judge me. You play applause, wow, you ruin that beautiful song. I thought it was gonna be a, I thought it was gonna be like a, a funny song, but that was great. I, I know. Never heard, I, she you really ever, meant. I never that. heard that song she before. She really meant what she was. No, saying. that was a guy. What? That was a guy. Oh. Seriously. Yeah, that's it, all what right. A, what a guy. It's a compliment. His yeah. voice is yeah. Uh, I've always thought men are better singers. Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear anybody try to make that. The biggest sexist in the world wouldn't go. Men sing better. <laughs> men eat better chicken. <laughs> Men need better sauce. Men can eat more hot sauce. <laughs> hey, welcome to my show. Who does it better, men or women? <laughs> my guess is Caleb Science. Caleb, who eats more hot sauces? Who has more hot sauce? I say men. Oh, it's got to be men. Women, they don't eat hot sauce like men. God made men out of hot sauce. We need a lot of hot sauce. Not like us. Hey, I'm a woman, and I eat hot sauce every meal. Every day. Every I'm a, day. I'm a woman, too, and I eat a lot of hot sauce. Always for dinner, I have six bottles of hot sauce with, well, with a little bit of curry powder on it. I eat hot sauce, and I chew the bottle when I'm done. I, I eat... chew also the bottle. <laughs> All right, the pizza. And men over. can't do it. Men are stupid. All right, I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay. Oh, you mother... Oops, I don't like that word. You fucker. I say fucker. Hey, is this a funny visual? Baruch Atoranoi. I just put the ball on my head and acted like it was a yarmulke. That was a good one. Okay, listen. Let's heavy, go in for the close. Ball. You know, we didn't talk about when people... When I... I'm... For all, maybe I'm wrong on this because I pre, I think I preach change, get comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what a great thing to tell a, a person is at a young age? If you're not changing your view on something or growing... And you and you, and you you don't have to, 
But if you want to say, no, I want to be able to change as I get older, I, who, who would be, who would want to admit that they don't want to change? You know, they, they might not want to, but they're not going to, oh, no, I just want right. to be have it petrify you. Tell a young person, not changing as you get older, have it petrify you. And I'll tell you why, I would say. Because the older you get, the less evolved you are, the more annoying you get. And yeah. no one wants to be around you. And why be alive even if you're you, not going to... And, and when you get older, things are going to be harder for you. You're going to need the help of people. But it doesn't have to be as an emotionally messed up as if you worked on yourself. So constantly, when you're 50, you should be proud and if you not not only proud scared to death if you go am i growing as i get older because i promise you if not only yeah. for your topical daily life will it make your life better but old age will be incredibly better with a cl with a cleaner well thought out mind you're already going to have problems no matter what because you get older you're forgetful but you you can still be so evolve and you're going to have yeah. such a better uh, life you know Absolutely. What? I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to play this. And I know I said I was going to be silly. We got 25 more minutes. I recorded this into the phone, and I'm never going to say it as right as I said it, but it was sort of a cry to anybody who loves me in the comedy community, but maybe is on a different page as far as me socially. You know me. I'm, I, you know, they go, you can't say anything anymore. We get along, but like we're just completely. I thought about this and I said it. I hope I have it on here. Hold on. I hope this grow off stage as a, as a evolve in all areas really high prioritize it if not just for you and your soul and the people around you but for your career because I'm gonna tell you growing willingly growing willingly versus not growing angrily growing willingly it's a ball it's so much fun so Growing oh, yeah. willingly is fun. You're a it part is. of the new thing, and don't come on. You have to. You, there's new great things, and I want to be a part of them. And if I grow yeah. willingly, it's such a oh, it's so much fun. I I I am so on board with this. I love um, because I think it's good to do things. You know how uh, mental health is so important and physical too. Um, and most people aren't in good either. <laughs> and like people think like, oh, I, I've got good mental, but it's like, hey, you probably got, not, it's America. Pr pretty much everybody's out of mental, physical shape, everybody, all that. But I think it's very good to like, one of the things I love to do is I like to get stuff from the store and I like to throw something away every day that isn't trash. It's a big thing I started doing during COVID. And, I, and, and even on days when I'm like, oh, I haven't thrown anything away yet. I have to throw something away. I don't need tons of just, stuff. Just... And but even some days it's hard. It it makes me go back and re, uh, review everything I own. I'll be and I'll have a great time sometimes. I'm like, oh, I forgot I had this. Can't throw that one away. And then you have a trip down memory. Or you go, oh yeah, I forgot I already had one of these. I don't need to get one of those. And then but then sometimes you're like, why was I hanging on to this? And to do that with your own mind. And why do I keep saying that? Is that just something my parents said or one of my friends said? And I never really looked right. into it. Why is this here? And to, to just to do that, not in like a Buddhist way or whatever, just like in a healthy adult way. Why do I keep saying that? Why do I keep doing that? Why is that there? Can I throw that away? I also like to get new stuff, not just in a materialistic way, but I like to add things to my life and then throw things away. Right. And I love I love to get rid of an old habit or an old thought or an That's old way. That's a great way to look at it, comparing it. Yeah. And, and it's like, because you know what? 
as much as I'd start screaming, I go, if someone doesn't try with a bigger platform, I know it's hard to be rational with certain people, but you just do the best you can with the closest people to that group yeah. that are your savior. There are people that were there and now have come over. You have as many of those as you can. You're, you're probably right. Certain people you can't. I get it. Yeah. You know, I, but there's got to be a way to... Because uh, we're talking about... Um, Throwing stuff away, adding about, stuff. About, yeah, yeah, changing. Because if you just name call, I mean, you know what I mean? You're like, well, right. why can't I do sometimes at my worst? But you're trying to say, like, what you just said was like, just come on. you That's a clean way to look at life. That wasn't political. It's not too wishy-washy. Yeah. It just made really basic sense. Yeah. Come on. Like, don't have emotional shit and then just... Grow. So, But how do you say it to someone to instill it when they're younger... And that's why I thought be petrified of it because it will, it would not only yeah. for, even if like I said you should not, it really will make your your old age if that's all it's for and like I said it shouldn't be just for that, but yeah. so what if it is like you're talking big difference getting on the right side and of, I just think that's part of why we're alive. There's a reason we're alive, and it's not to stay the same and live the same day like Groundhog Day and have the same thoughts. And it's like maps change and oceans change and the stars right. and the, all these things, the moon, everything change. And so it's like if you're not, then you're just willingly like stalling yourself. And, uh, you know, Aaron, I'm going to quote your mom. Aaron's mom said something. I, look, I very rarely see people get asked questions at big levels that I feel. I'll be, I'll be honest with you that I could ask that would be a little different. Mm -hmm. And one of them would be because, you know, someone one time my friend told his told her uh, her boyfriend because he was doing a, a show and people would come and he didn't seem to change the guest's opinion. Even when he laid out clean things in front of him, he goes, he just he always thought if he said it that clean that the guests would go. And maybe she goes, don't worry, the audience sees the audience. If you have a TV show, yeah, at home, yeah. and they, they see you made a clean point. They see that that's what you still did your job right. just because you didn't convince. Just the, like with what just happened there, the audience of Ben Shapiro's, I'm sure even some of them were like, "Oh wow, that is a, that is a good point." Right? Damn. And and, uh, and hold on, I was gonna tie it to. So we're oh god, I, oh yeah. So I would ask a question like this. I would say to somebody if I had the opportunity. I know it's got to be condensed, but sometimes you get an opportunity to you know to say. There's a there's an and this is what his mom said. I'll tell you what his mom said, and then I'll tell you how to apply it. She goes. You have to ask somebody sometimes, like in therapy, hypothetically, and I'm putting my spin on it, but in therapy, sometimes you have to ask the other person. Sometimes you can even split them up and ask them separately so one doesn't know what the other person said. You have, but a moment where you look that person and you go, here's your moment to be honest with me. Do you have interest in understanding? Or let's say it's a child going through something or a wife that has yeah. depression. Because do you? Because you can't really fake that you do. If your hand doesn't hit your heart after a minute, you, you don't have interest in understanding. Most people that really you misread would go, oh, my God, yes, that's why I'm here. But Ben Shapiro, if I said to him, be honest with me, do you have interest? <laughs> yeah. Look at me in the eye. You, here's your time to be braver than maybe you're being. I'm not trying to talk into what you don't believe. But really be honest. Don't say. You talk about PC. Here's your opportunity to be honest from your gut. And remember, friends of yours are watching this and know whether you're being genuine or not with me and how brave you're being. Do you have interest in understanding? 
And can you talk from your heart about something about it that you do like? Wow. That you're proud of it. How many people it helps. Can you, you, we know the bad side of it, but here's 60 seconds. Tell us a question like that. Because, because what I'm doing is there isn't. I'm asking that question for a reason because I know there's not. It's not. There's, there, that's what it is. Right. That's what it is. They don't have interest in understanding, and they're too scared. They're right. selling themselves as warriors, but warriors that want to make a buck. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because sometimes I'll hear like people uh, who are like anti-trans. They'll be like, they'll be like, no, I'm not. I mean, I think it's serious what they're dealing with. They're mentally ill. Like that's it's a big problem. You've like, heard someone say that? Oh yeah, they'll say that all the time. They'll go. I'm not saying, I mean, we shouldn't be, uh, we're contributing to the problem when we're saying, oh, yeah, you are a man, you are a woman. Like, when we go with them, like, they're mentally ill, we need to, it's a serious problem. I mean, it's really serious. But then you would expect them to say, so I'm on the weekends, I'm working, I'm donating all my time to the trans community. But they don't, they don't say that. Because no. they're not. They're not, uh, they're not being genuine. Right. You know, it's Patton Oswald said once, and, I may, and again, maybe I'm putting the spin on it like happens sometimes. And I really think this makes it look like when, when, look, you have to be on the defense when people aren't there saying it to your face. And that is, um, you're not being honest with me. You know, that, that I, you're, you're, you're making me look crazy. No, I'm not. You're not being honest with me. And you know you're not. You know you're not. And Patton Oswald said something to the effect of someone said, when I see two guys kissing, it makes me, it's just gross. The, the anger dissipates. Thank you. For being honest, oh right. my God, I am not going to lie to you, horrified at that, that, that that's where you're at. But God bless you for being honest instead of these cock and bull stories right. that you're not really truthful because you've been giving clean answers and you haven't changed your opinion. And the reason those clean answers don't change your opinion is because you're, that's not your problem, isn't your religion. It grosses you out. So Ben Shapiro come to the plate to go, I don't believe in it, it's all bullshit. And he does, in essence, he does actually. He doesn't believe in it at all. So maybe I'm maybe good, but then he gave him a good answer. Wow, yeah. I that got lost. I didn't get lost there. I I corrected myself. No, that, was, I, that was that was a good point. You know. But uh but yeah, I think a lot of times it is that. It's that they're not it, it, are you really is your is your like I said, is your issue really Oh, they gave an eight-year-old. You should be embarrassed to tell that story about injection. You know, they're giving now they're giving steroid. You should be embarrassed to tell that for for just because it's a boring fucking story. Why don't you tell the story how they packed ice and they took the liver and your cousin woke up with a note that said, "Go to the hospital. I took your liver," or that your sister worked in a hospital. That boring story that you know you're so deep in your lie. If you won't back out of it now, if you've told that story, you're so deep into that lie that in front in, in your own head you're gonna go no it's it's the diane's daughter no it's already three levels you heard it from a friend there's no there's no substance to the story you know you might have even heard it on the news or uh, twitter or somebody else say it and right, it was a good right. and, and now you come on if you're gut-wrenchingly honest with you most people would go gut-wrenchingly honest would go i don't know where i heard it <laughs> I don't because it's no there is no heart behind it yeah it's just a talking point it's a talking point yeah yeah it's not even basic you go oh Todd you're mad because you're angry I'm mad because you're lying 
I wish I was mad because then yeah, I could have yeah. a point to you. You wouldn't. You won't really tell me what drives you crazy, so I can't figure out what conversation to have with you. That religious conversation, the religious conversation that you made so many people have with you, just wasting their time because it had nothing to do with religion. Because if it did, and they pointed out the clean point of how many other things you look a blind eye for, whether you had premarital sex or whether you were able to look the other way. So if it was that, you would not think that anymore because cleanly right. that's been explained to you. You would go, oh my God, I used to think it, but then I realized how many rules I thought, oh, that's weird. So I'm loving him. No, no, you're, you won't be, you won't tell the truth. You make up the lie and then you waste people's time. You yeah. just waste their time. That's why I wonder like if uh, these Mamby Pamby secret racists who are just making up this lie for to code over their thing. But when they watch like neo-Nazis and they're like, wow, they're really just saying it. I could never. I'll just keep saying, you know, do they ever get jealous and then go, wow, I'm a huge coward. I wish I was a brave yeah. racist. Yeah. They, like, <laughs> what do they say? They th You know what they think? Good for them. For being, it's just like they say yeah. they think this. We're all doing the same thing. Just history is on our side because we're doing the different thing. Right. There is some math, math to opinions. But they are doing the same thing. They would say, like we would say it when somebody talks for us and better than we can talk. We'd be like, oh, thank you. They're thinking, good for him out there. I wish I was brave enough to go out there and doing the work. Yeah. yeah, and doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> Just like when we see people involved for issues we respect, we're like, good for them for going out there and fighting the fight. Yeah. Hey, I was uh, I, I oh, was thinking earlier about how I like heavy bowls, but I was afraid. Uh, <laughs> I was afraid to say. You don't got to be so afraid of heavy bowls. I'm glad you guys said it. I'm gonna hang up and oh, listen. No. <laughs> that guy always. <laughs> Hello, I'm gonna hang up and listen. <laughs> we gotta I would go love to just call in and hang up and listen. Two hours and four minutes. What song are you gonna sing? Ooh, do you have cool change? I have any song you want oh. on the uh, good old internet. Ooh. I'm hungry. Are you hungry? I love food. You want to get food? I think food's great. Good. Is it hot in here? I feel great. You do? I feel good. Hold on. Let me turn the fan on. Oh, this is good. I'm feeling good. Hey, Vinny, talk to Vinny for a second, because I know he's listening, walking home. He might be Vinny. bored. He has like 20 feet hey, to go. Vinny, oh, I call her. Call her. Vinny, uh, if you're really bored, you listen to my album. It's free, but you can also buy it. You didn't bring your songs. Oh, my songs? Remember all the songs you made a playlist during the... Oh, oh yeah, I was going to say that. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, this is on Spotify. You can go look at my profile. I have it on there. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, so go to my Spotify. You can also listen to my album on there. But uh, And also go to the um, uh, my playlist called Shazam!, and it's over the past four years, I've been shazamming any song I liked that I never heard in a bar or or anywhere. I'd and be then out. you made a playlist. And so every time I would be like, man, I love this song and I don't want to lose it. I'm so glad Shazam exists. So I would Shazam it. And then I would screenshot it. Um, and I would just leave it in my screen. You know how you have a million screenshots on your phone yeah, and you yeah. never use them? So I got bored during COVID and I was like, man, the past four years, I never. So I went back and I put them all on a playlist. And some of them are funny songs. Some of them are really good, deep, like soul-crushing songs. Some are just fun and funky. But over the past four years, any song that like got me to take my phone out and go, I gotta remember this. I love this. Because you never, no one ever does that. No. And let me tell you, it is. I like cried with happiness listening to this playlist. How many songs are there? Um, I'm actually working on another one now. The the first one is probably a couple hours of music that just over the past few years I heard and loved. And I'm doing another one. I, and this since I did this playlist, I started one called Shazam 2. 
and this is songs I've heard since the first time I did it. Because I'm still going out at places, and or a friend will play a song, and I'll go, what the fuck? Wait, I... what's the first one called? Shazam. So they just go on where to get it? Go to Spotify. Look, go me to up, Spotify um, on Spotify, and and I bet it's a fun playlist. It's and then very what's the fun. new one? The new one, Shazam Two. Shazam Two. Um, so I How's got. It, why'd you call it Shazam? Uh, oh, because that's the name. That's of the... easy way to remember. Uh, right. You know, these are the songs I Shazammed over the past four years. So just go uh, check me out. What's your CD? What's your uh, your special called? My album's called Funny for a Man. Guess yeah. what? Seriously, listening to uh, an hour, it, it's take. It, you know, it's it's it's. It's a commitment. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you listen to it, like make a night out of it, whatever your thing is, if it's hot chocolate, turn down the lights, you won't be disappointed. It's going to be like if you went to see a show live, you know, when you go and you're like, oh, that was a great show. You're going to love it. I hope so. You're going to love it at you like the, uh If you like the Shazam, listen to the album. If you like the album, no, listen to the Shazam. No, don't. If they don't let like me tell this. No matter who you are, some of these songs you're going to like, you're going to love. And one of them made me laugh, so I was literally like crying, laughing. In Which the one is it? Can I hear it's it? It's called She Left Me for Jesus. Can I hear that? And it's like a heartbreak song where this guy like I seems hear to Maybe we'll close literally on. not know that Jesus, like he thinks, Je like the, clearly his girlfriend broke up. Are you making fun of Jesus? No. Not on this show, baby. No. I'll what... knock your dick into the dirt. <laughs> I think <it's... laughs> And Jesus would hate that. So... <laughs> He doesn't want Dick. So this there. is called. This song's called. She left me for Jesus. And you heard. Where were you when you heard that? I think I was at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta years ago, and it was just playing. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where I was. And is I that just still remember open? laughing. Yeah, it's back open again. It is. Check out the Laughing Skull. Um, so I heard it, and I just like because it's like a country heartbreak country song. Okay. And it's you a good it? song, but the lyrics are so funny because this guy is it. Well, that it? That's hey, certainly not it. That's the same song. Uh, you're not fooling anybody. But it's let me tell Aaron you. Aaron thought he'd fool us. <laughs> We're like, that's good. It sounds a little. He goes, I got it. I got it. I got it. Here it is. Country song. Hear the cowbell. Ooh. But yeah, is it's that a, you it's... putting the cowbell in there? Oh, that sounded like you were trying to make oh, wow. it sound. That was a jazzy cowbell. Yeah. Okay, let's get. The... But uh, that one was. Funny. This is going to be the song. Oh, sweet. You ready? Sorry, there's no hurry. Aaron, I think you did a great job tonight. We're going in for the close. I'm so hungry. Oh, what a night. What a perfect night. Sorry. What a night is right. And you're going to close out on a song. So you got to think what it is as we're... Oh, no. No, come on. <laughs> we'll sing along with you. <laughs> now, right. if you don't want to, we don't need to. I, I know another closer if you don't want to. All right, well, I'm trying to think of a song. Maybe I do want to. Only if you want. If you don't, I... Uh, you have it? Two more seconds. Two more seconds? That's Okay. And yes, I know how lonely life can be. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoy my show tonight. We'll be doing some of the old stuff, some of the new stuff. We're going to be going all over the place. So we hope you're out there. Be comfortable to go out there on the dance floor and get yourself fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be two guys in a band. We tell the audience. Now. We hope you guys, me and my partner up oh, here, we'll yeah. be singing all the songs. What do we we want everyone to get fucked up, right, Bobby? No, we don't want you to get fucked up. We want you to come here fucked up and get sober. Yeah, that's right. It's a sober bar. Come yeah. here fucked up and we sober Don't do you. any drugs. Cocaine doesn't count. No. No? You have it? Okay, hold on. Go ahead. We've been dating since high school. I'm going to really play it loud to we get the feel. We never once left this town. <laughs> we used to go out on the weekends. You want to go out on this? I am with Drake till really we drank. The Todd Glass Show. That's right. Acting funny. <laughs> I don't understand. I think that she's found. 
What a show. Thank you, Aaron Simon. Let it breathe. What? He said Jew. He said a Jew? He's talking about Jesus. He's like, I bet he's a commie or a Jew. And it's like, he is. Oh, God, that's horrible. Jesus. Oh, what, what is this? I love this. This is my. Daylight. This is the best instrument I've ever played. It's so fun. Is this like a duck call? What is this? That's the end of the show. Can I stop? Woo! That was the best night of my life. I'll give you the last one. <laughs> It's you I like It's not the things you wear Not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you but it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like 